0: Your show, you can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the Seikl's CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wade. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Start things out by going straight to your phone calls. We start with John in Winnipeg. You're on free Talk Live. Hello, John. Hey,
1: gentlemen. How's it going?
0: What's on your mind tonight?
1: Oh. Uh, I don't know. I got a lot of pressures, and I'm uneasy about the world and where we're at. The show's great. I mean, uh, so many things I'd like to talk about, like the fact that the private bankers never cover the loan to begin with. That you on the hook from the beginning and bailing them out—it makes absolutely no sense. It's completely silly. You're but talking you about the—you're
0: uh, talking about the bailout package, uh, inflating yeah, the but, money supply, and all that.
1: Yeah, like for example, investment bankers. According, uh, Cox changed the rule. So they only have to cover one twentieth of what they borrow out, and yet they get a hundred percent. You know, I borrow you twenty bucks. I really only gave you a buck, but if you don't give me back that twenty bucks, I'm going to take your house. And they, yeah. you know, and they're not even required. Even the dollar per twenty isn't really policed all that well because you know everybody's a criminal over there. Well, <laughs> the reason right. I'm calling is uh, we got to change our we got to tra- change the road we're on here. You know, I, I'm, uh, I'm calling myself President Johnny. I'm not running for president. I'm already president. And I want people to understand there's a lot of things that uh, stand indisputable if we understand, you know, the facts that uh, stand before ourselves. You know, for example, the banks, nobody knows that, unfortunately, on TV. And, uh, you know, they're losing by us giving them our cash. It, just, it doesn't make too much sense. But the reason I'm calling right now Muslims, what's the problem with Muslims? You know, Jesus is mentioned more times in the in the Quran than Muhammad, and Mother Mary is like the central character of the book of question. Of uh, no questions because uh, we're not obeying the principles that all atheists and religious people would adhere to. Namely, we need evidence to form our conclusion. And the Taliban only simply asked for evidence to support George Bush's theory that's been laid and played apart. Right, 9/11. right.
0: I see where you're coming from. When you say we, you mean like the American government people? Because I have no problem with Muslims. They don't bother right. me.
1: Right. Don't bother me either. But right. but I mean, OK, like Omar the Just was the guy who was negotiating for the Taliban when General Ahmad went over there to say no evidence will be brought against the accused. And there's a transcript of Omar the Just. I think he's I, unbelievably, I do believe he's speaking to Blair in the interview or somebody from the British government. It's been a few years since I, I read it. But the guy makes perfect sense. He says, listen, we'll hand him over right away. Just show us the hair fiber or anything linking him to the crime of question. You know, we as the Taliban want to support the apprehension of the actual terrorists.
0: And Sounds instead, about right. I mean, uh, they, everything that uh, the opposing side, for lack of a better term, has uh, said that I've heard has made pretty good sense. I mean, even Osama bin Laden himself had made it pretty clear the reasons for the terrorist attacks and had made it pretty clear what he was doing and what his intentions were. It's just that that sort of information has never been accurately represented in the uh, the mainstream media. One iota. I thank you for the call today. Appreciate hearing right. from you. Okay, you. 800-259-9231. You know, Ian, what bothers me about this is people forget
2: that, because I hear people say, well, the Muslims want to kill us, and they want to make everybody Muslim. You know, people forget that the United States was the one that basically created radical Islam because they armed and trained the Mujahideen, which uh, bin Laden was a leader of, to fight the Soviets in Afghanistan right. in the 80s. And that's really when it started. The, the radical form of Islam started. And and a lot of these mm-hmm. people are very angry at the United States, and I can understand why. Now, I don't advocate what they do uh, in uh, in, the, in the name of Disliking the United States,
3: right? Right. right. I don't either. But I, I think that uh, w- that one should look at what the other side has to say rather than uh, you know just uh, lumping everyone together based right. on race or religion. That doesn't yeah. make much sense yeah. to me. We're good. They're evil. Shoot them. You know. That's, I mean, a, that's
0: basically the mentality. Yeah.
3: It makes sense, it makes as much sense as going on, up and rounding up all the redheads because Timothy McVeigh blew up uh, the Oklahoma <laughs> City. building. I mean, it, it just makes none.
0: <laughs> well, I never heard that one before, Mark. Have you used that one before? That was good. I don't think so. <laughs> that is good. We continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. It's kind of uh, reddish
3: blonde, kind of a strawberry blonde.
0: It is Cameron listening in Pennsylvania. Cameron, you're on Free Talk Live.
4: Hey, guys. I've been listening to the show for about a year and a half. Um, I love it. I love what you guys are doing.
0: What's on your mind tonight, um, Cameron?
4: wanted to call, know if you guys had heard about this third-party debate that's going on on Sunday. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I did hear about it. That was actually in my show prep for tonight. I found it very amusing that uh, Bob Barr, the so-called libertarian sure. candidate, ...is not going to show up. He is... I mean, he never, I guess, I guess he never agreed to do it. What Mm -hmm. apparently the story is, is that there's this third party debate and it's, you know, democracy now is going to be involved in it. So it's probably going to get some attention as far as the uh, the alternative media is concerned. And... (laughs) So they're talking about who's going to be there. Ralph Nader's going to be there. Cynthia McKinney, those are two. Uh, Nader's an independent candidate. McKinney is right. the Green Party candidate. Uh, I guess they've invited Baldwin. and He hasn't confirmed yet. But Bob Barr has basically said, I'm not going unless I can debate Ralph Nader all by himself. And so that's it, so grow this, up. this guy, who some might argue is a plant who some might argue is an infiltrator designed to destroy the libertarian party from the inside, has gone and just made the libertarian party look so asinine and <clears throat> just has just continued to be successful at being uh, somebody whose whose mission it obviously is to not communicate the message of liberty in any way, shape, or form. Your thoughts, Cameron. <laughs>
4: Yeah, well, I mean, I just couldn't believe it that he's not going to show up. I mean, they said they weren't like you said they weren't sure about Baldwin, but I was like, I mean, Bob Barr is probably the preeminent of the third party candidates. You think uh, you think be. he would want to show up but I don't know I don't understand. Why does he only want to debate Nader? I don't I don't really understand. I
0: don't it. know either and I'm not sure what the 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 idea here is, but I do know one thing. I actually think it's a good thing that Bob Barr's not going to the third party debate. I say thank goodness. I mean to those of us who actually love mm-hmm. liberty and at one time would have been happily associated with the term libertarian to I, I'd rather have a no show in a third party debate than have Bob Barr up there spouting whatever <laughs> nonsense he would spout and calling it libertarianism.
4: I know, it's, it's ridiculous. And they actually have a quote in the story, the, the version of the story I read. This, uh, Christina Tobin, who's an event organizer and a neighbor, uh, Nader campaign staffer, uh, let him show that he's a true libertarian. This is a golden opportunity to get exposure and for people to hear his views for him not to show up would be denying his libertarian principles she
0: said well i don't know if it would deny his libertarian no, principles so, cuz he so, doesn't but... have any but uh <laughs> putting him up on stage and calling him a libertarian and then letting somebody like Ralph Nader or someone else uh go at him could really expose him for the you know, the right. huckster that he is. I mean, I'm not suggesting <laughs> that Ralph Nader gets libertarianism, but then again, it's not that hard to get. It's certainly possible Nader has gotten it and just simply rejected it. He could get up there and uh, ask questions of Barr that uh, will catch him with his pants down. We'll make him, right, make yeah. him prove that he is uh, is not a libertarian.
4: Yeah, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I mean, and also the Free and Equal forum or freeandequal.org, they're the people hosting it. Do you guys know anything about them? Have you heard about them?
0: Nope. Nope. Have not.
4: Nothing. Yeah, neither have I into the story. All right, thanks very much, guys. Hey,
0: dude, thanks for bringing that up. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. Thanks, Cameron. 800-259-9231. Uh, Wayne, your thoughts on Bob Barr just chickening out? Yeah, yeah. I I think he has a small pecker,
2: too. <laughs>
3: Could <'Cause laughs> be true. That's why he doesn't want to get caught with his pants down. Mark? I, You know, the, the, the same. I'm, I'm glad that he's not going to be there. Um, I think that uh, I, I think that it's, it's petty and small yeah. to, uh, to, to to assume that you somehow there's, you know, you're a second tier uh, candidate and argue that there should be a third tier. Yeah, I, I, I think
0: that's what he's doing. Basically, that's
3: disgusting. It's disgusting.
0: Right. I I will not accept this free press coverage and this free attention because I am a better candidate than and most And I imagine of you. that the
3: people that uh, voted for him uh, to, to nominate him at the uh, Libertarian Convention, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, over Mary Ruart and yeah. I, are probably over a kick, real candidate. Yeah, kicking a, themselves at this point. That was a travesty.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel sorry for anybody that not only voted for this guy in uh, the primary or whatever, in the, the Libertarian primary, but also who actually sent this dude money. Can you imagine what an if Mary embarrassment. Ruart
2: were the candidate today? We'd actually have a real candidate to talk about.
0: Yeah, we would. Yeah. I'd be I'd be excited about whatever Mary Ruart would be doing today, but unfortunately she's not. We've got this guy. Well, we I'm not I'm not involved anymore. Why am I saying we? It's not my party. I quit. I quit earlier this year and this is one of the reasons why because this is garbage. Did Michael Badnarik uh, Try again. I, like, I, can't, I didn't hear anything about him. Try, oh, you mean try running again? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't believe he did. One run for president is pretty brutal. I it mean, is. I was making fun of uh, Barack Obama last night for suggesting that uh, running for president is difficult. And that's because he's going to twenty thousand dollar a plate dinner functions and does have jets flying him around. But if you're a third party candidate running for president, it really is brutal. I mean you're it getting can up... be
3: if you choose to, to make the schedule and the impression I got was that Michael Badnaric in fact yeah. did try very hard. Yep, more on the way, you take control, bring up anything.
0: This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You bring up anything, just dial the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wade. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com, and those features include archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website, so enjoy on us Again, at freetalklive.com. The Institute for Humane
3: Studies has spring, summer, and fall internships. Uh, the registration starts November the f- – uh, the, actually, the first placement, I think, starts November the 1st. Anyway, you have to contact uh, the Institute for Humane Studies at libertarianinternships.com. They have internships in uh, you know, movie and uh, video game production. They have uh, print and broadcast journalism in, uh, internships public policy internships. You can get put in uh, think tanks in Washington, D.C., or in uh, several state think tanks. It's libertarianinternships.com.
0: 800-259-9231. You bring up anything, we continue with your calls about what you want. It's Jarvis in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jarvis. Hey, guys. Hey, what's uh, on your mind tonight? You
5: guys are just talking about Bob Barr, and um, I, I wanted to share kind of my thoughts about who to vote for, and, and I've been sort of thinking about it all summer after Bob Barr won the Libertarian nomination, and I knew I didn't want to vote for him. And I was thinking of, you know, writing in Mary Ruart, who you just mentioned, uh, or maybe writing in Ron Paul. Um, and none of these seem very very useful because they don't really count the write-in votes mm-hmm. usually. And <laughs> you know, um, but I don't I don't think not voting is really a good solution either. I know that's a lot of um, you know libertarian anarchist type people's solutions, um, because you guys talked about that time when actually nobody voted, and they. Still, put somebody in the office anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so I think you know, and also if you don't vote, they just kind of write you off as being apathetic rather than a malcontent, which I think is worth kind of trying to, you know, put your voice in as saying, you
6: know, I don't agree with what's going on.
3: Yeah. In most elections, um, it, in most elections, the va- the majority of the the voting public boycotts the election anyway, whether they do it for for principled reasons or not. It doesn't really matter. Your vote doesn't count. Your vote doesn't count.
5: Precisely. Um, so here's my solution, and you know so people can think about it and decide whether they want to agree with me or not you know um, and I think it may be something that even the non political types may consider doing is to write in actually the word nobody uh, or none of the above or something like that, go in and, and say you know nobody, and I know they don't really count them, but if if we make it enough of a movement rather than saying you know, as a principled non voter say as a principled no voter you know go in and, mm. and, and write in. You know, nobody. So I think that's what
0: I'm going to do. Whatever it is that makes that. you feel good is what I think you should do. I don't really know uh, if any of it is even going to make a difference. Uh, but, it, you know, as long as you feel good inside yourself, that's what's most important. My right?
3: yeah, strategy at this point is, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of, it, it, it's, it's become a very strategic election for people that believe in liberty because there's not really a candidate out there. So you're trying to, you know, can I get the, take, should I take the lesser of two evils? Whichever the one that might be. Um, should I, you know, what should I do? And I I haven't had a real great answer either.
0: Very good, Jarvis. Any other thoughts for us tonight? Uh,
6: Yeah, don't vote for evil.
0: (laughs) Indeed, I'll agree with that part. Thank you, sir. Appreciate (laughs) it. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything as we jump here into a quick email from Heather. She says, guys, I just wanted to respond to a caller who at one time claimed that people are too stupid to donate to charitable causes that are of importance to them now this has been a you know this has certainly been an objection that has come up in the past to the idea that in the absence of things like governmental welfare programs you know, the idea that, well, people would just give to charity. I mean, if you let people keep the money that they've rightly earned for themselves, they'll just give some of it to charity because people are good. I, at least I believe that people are good by nature. And if you look at the amount of money that people voluntarily give to charity, even with their current heavily taxed status, it's pretty amazing. I'm not even I'm not even counting the volunteer hours that people give to charity. But if you just look at the money, it's tremendous. So clearly, it seems it seems clear, at least to me, that Americans would continue on that trend and continue to give their uh, their hard-earned disposable income to various charities. I can see the argument that
3: people wouldn't give as much as they currently do. The charities wouldn't wouldn't get as uh, you know that, that uh, well charities wouldn't get as much as welfare currently gets. Well, welfare spends seventy cents on every dollar on overhead. Charities, even the, the the most inefficient of them, spend thirty percent. Some mm-hmm. of them sp- uh, spend none. Uh, so when you're when you're ch- you're not comparing right. apples to oranges here when, um, you know, when your dollar would go significantly farther with charities, like three times as far, um, then you think about people having more money because they're not paying taxes towards you know welfare, they're not ta- paying taxes towards, uh, you know, the, the huge war state we have, which is inefficient also. All this government stuff that's inefficient. They would have a significantly more money. So I think you're talking about maybe you'd need, you know, uh, y- you'd, you'd have people would have
0: more money and the money would go farther. I think you're absolutely right. And Heather had a real-life example of this she says i completely disagree with those people i'm a mother and i know that my three-year-old is already smart enough to see pictures of sick children at the checkout counter at our local mcdonald's and drop his quarters into the ronald mcdonald house box to help them if my toddler can do it then i have no doubt that the majority of the american public can easily find a charitable cause that means enough to them personally that they will feel inspired to donate to it I just wanted to put that out there. If our children were encouraged to hang on to these types of natural values, then there would be no question as to whether or not the public could handle having control of their own money. A free market would, says Heather, in my opinion, nurture those qualities in people, and if anything, they'd be even more willing to help others than they are now. And I think she's absolutely right, because when you look at uh, the, the types of people, wasn't it, you, Mark, that you found a study at one time that showed that, I mean, we're being very general here, and it's it's almost unfair to do this, but the study found that conservatives give more money to charity than liberals do. They're more likely to give more money to charity than liberals, and the reason is because... Well, the liberals have this mindset of, well, it's already taken care of. Well, well
3: the, the government's supposed to take care yeah. of it. And I, I would agree that that's the reason. However, the study did not draw any conclusions. Oh, they didn't? Okay. Uh, but they, they, it did give those numbers that, that conservatives do, in fact, give more. And I also think that, uh, to some extent, conservatives are churchgoers and liberals are less People so. Are churchgoers, aren't they? What's that?
0: I've seen liberals go to church. I'm not saying
3: that they don't. I'm just saying less that so. less so.
0: Yeah, I would it's, agree It's an that. issue of percentages. That's I all. I see. I see. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't want to suggest that uh, conservatives are more compassionate than liberals. I don't believe that to be the case. I mean, it's always the conservatives that are advocating bombing people around the world, more so, I would say, than most liberals. So I don't want to make it... It's a broad uh, brush you're yeah, using, my friend. Right, well, uh, the, the whole thing's a broad, a broad brush. So I don't want to make it sound like I am uh, favoring one group of people over, over the other. It's just that those were the raw, cold, hard facts, at least according to that particular survey. And I just I just found it interesting. So with that in mind, we continue here. I think
3: conservatives mostly have it right when it's com- when it comes to you know, the size of government for socialist programs.
0: 800 another quick email from Mark. He says, I've been working with a 21-year-old. Who's a bad turn for the worse in our government's disgusting war on drugs. I've been telling him about loads of information that there is out there on the web, including your show. Told him about Mark Emery and Barry Cooper's NeverGetBusted.com. What websites, books, magazines, and information could I give to him to completely understanding the war on drugs... Start by um, start getting around the government in the arena of illegal drugs and to fight the system. So some recommendations. If you've got any for Mark's friend, you're welcome to call and suggest them at one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 You know, uh, Marijuana Policy Project, I guess, is a good group. Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, probably even better. A much wider-cutting group as far as... Drug Policy Alliance put some good stuff out. There you go. That's a good one. The Drug Policy Alliance. More is on the way. You can take control. Bring up anything. It is Free Talk Live. Attention, freedom activists. If you're planning your move to New Hampshire, you know that Manchester is the heart of the free state. But finding an apartment when you're out of state can be a major pain in the... You need Prickle. Prickle has apartment rentals designed to meet your needs. There's no minimum length of stay. They accept payment in silver or gold. And responsible firearms owners are welcome. To find your new home in the heart of Manchester's growing Liberty Enclave, log on right now to Prickle.com. That's P-R-I-C-L dot com. Dial the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wade. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include the bulletin board system. We've got over 400,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there. Serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all free if you head over to bbs.freetalklive.com. That is bbs.freetalklive.com. Dot com And if you'd like to easily update the look of your old cabinets or that old set of drawers, well, Internobs.com offers a wide variety of knobs and pulls for every taste and budget. Save 10% on your order if you use the code FTL at checkout. That's i n t e r k n o b s I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com, or see their banner at freetalklive.com. As we continue here with your phone calls, let's go to Tom in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tom.
7: Uh, yeah, I just uh, got back and find this letter in the mail uh, from the principal of the government run indoctrination center. Okay. Says, uh, We want to thank you for advising us that you are out of the country until October 16th. And they're giving us a lecture about how, uh, you know, the children aren't supposed to be just going off and not attending school. I mean, this is truancy if they're. Uh, out of the country, and therefore not attending government-run indoctrination Wait a minute,
0: even though you informed them that you were leaving?
7: Yeah, well, we told them, I, I called them from the Dominican Republic to tell them that we were leaving, that we were coming back on the 16th. And, see, if you're out of the country, they got no authority to tell you to put your kids in school anyway.
0: Well, they don't have any okay. authority, period, because unless you've given them that authority, unless you've uh, consented to their governance, which I don't think you're the <laughs> kind of guy that would do that. <laughs> they can punish you. Yeah, but... Well, there um, is that.
7: Thing is, uh, then we're getting uh, th- this na- this uh, letter all about how, uh, you know, their uh, truancy is when you're, they're not in school, and... Uh, ten days of unexcused absence during a school year constitutes habitual truancy well, you know just to you know uh, to cover this kind of thing, I put the kids in a school in the Dominican Republic while we were there, hmm. and uh, I got the certificates the principal there's, there's a punchline no, to this
3: right <laughs>
7: no no we we got uh, Paperwork from the school. I mean, I paid thirteen hundred pesos to put these kids in school for the time that we were there, and right. uh, also went was there. I uh, got some pictures of the kids seated in the classroom next to the. You know, th- this is this ain't the kind of school that you would see in the United States. I mean, it, it doesn't look like it was posed in a United States school. But you know, to cover this kind of thing. But what are we supposed to do? It says that oh, you're supposed to. Take your school, your vacations, when at the convenience of the government-run indoctrination oh. centers, when the prices are so yeah. much higher.
0: Oh, right. See, I was so bewildered here. I mean, I don't. I, I was shocked that the the idea that a, a parent can't take their kid out of the government school and go on a vacation. That's apparently an unapproved absence. That's truancy. Where mom and dad have given you permission where mom and dad have consented to remove you it's not like your kids were skipping school for a week you pulled them out because you guys went somewhere you went somewhere as a family and that's not good enough for these bureaucrats they really do act like they own your kids don't they
7: they act like they own the kids and uh you know i guess i might have to uh save for another call the the hassles uh coming back through miami international airport Hmm. but uh, what are you going to anyway, say back to
0: this bureaucrat, Tom? I mean, are you going to write him back, or what are you going to do? I'm
7: going to send copies of the uh, certificates in Spanish from Colegio Pedagógico Shalom down in Santiago, Dominican Republic.
2: Hey,
6: Tom, and, uh, I've got a question so, for you.
7: Did you harass they, any they, they,
2: cops down there?
7: Uh, no, I, I had a good fun time <laughs> coming back through Miami, though. When the goon, <laughs> now, uh, First you go through passport control, then you go through passport control again. And you, you get on this train to go through passport control again. You get on this train, you go over to this other place where they have passport control and customs. And I think the first passport control is so that if they've got, like, Cubans who don't have any passport at all, they can catch the airline for bringing them, whereas if they got on the train and ride to the other building in the Miami airport and get off and uh, present themselves, then there's no proving which airline brought them. Mm-hmm. So I think that was... The, And the goon asked me what was the purpose of the trip, and I said I wasn't aware a United States citizen needed a reason to leave the country.
6: Oh, wow. uh,
7: what's your occupation? I work for a living.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I want to hear the rest right now, Tom. Don't save this for another call. Keep going. What happened?
7: Oh, okay. Well, that was... Then we got to go through uh, customs, and I had no idea what uh, – I mean, my wife packed – Wait, that was it? Cases. They just moved
0: you along after you gave them those answers? that's, that's well, it could have been uh, well, worse, Well, going, huh?
7: through, going through the second passport control, uh, my 10-year-old son uh, expressed that he was worried about you know, these uh, agents and what they were going to do to us, and the agent mm. said, oh, we just want to make sure that you are who you say you are. And I added to that, uh, and they want to make sure that poor people don't get jobs.
6: Uh, Ooh, yeah that is true
7: oh yeah so but i guess they're <laughs> uh they, they're uh immune to that i mean they don't care if everybody hates them because no the don't. only applicants that keep that stay are the applicants that don't care if everybody hates well, right.
0: them. all right i mean they can they can you you can hate them all you want it's not uh their their acceptance by their customers is not contingent or their paycheck is not contingent on how happy their customers are
6: customers.
7: uh that's because, uh no it's Dependent only on a shortage of cop killers. See, they get away with that because good cop killers are hard to find
0: these days. (laughs) So any other highlights, Tom?
7: Uh, No, then we went went through customs and then uh, had to go through security again because, I mean, we just brought our suitcases through United States Customs, but who knows what could be in them. So, So of course, we have to go through airport security with them.
0: Right. I want to jump back to the original uh, issue with your son or uh, your son being possibly labeled as truant because he went away for 10 days with you on a vacation.
7: What when we're it? outside the United States, yeah, and this is on top of the other expenses, they want to pay, make us pay twice as much for airline tickets during the, the time that everybody yeah. wants to go, what and they want to pay property taxes to pay for these uh, parasites so they don't have to work for a living, and then they want to uh, make houses cost more so people won't move into the town and put their kids in the government-run indoctrination Tom, centers. what is so it... They, they uh, I'm, what I'm systems.
0: curious about is what could happen to your son as a result of this truancy uh, situation. I mean, will they... Punish him, or are they going to come after you? I mean, what's how does that work? What's the what's the threat here?
6: Uh,
7: well, I think they're they're going to <clears throat> let us off with a warning. Oh, copy to classroom teacher, uh, room to number this, and cumulative folders. Okay, so
6: Your this is going to go record. on
7: our permanent record. Yes. Okay, and uh, if we ever do it again, well, hey, now they've documented that we have been warned. A
0: habitual offender.
7: Scared. That, uh, that, I mean, hey, we're outside the United States Go, anyway, they have no jurisdiction over us anyway, but uh, then by law, a, an omission can be punished regardless of where you were when you didn't do what you were supposed to do, like pay your taxes or, or uh, you didn't show up in court. On that day. It but are they going to go after you,
0: Tom, if your son disappears from school for another 10 days for a family vacation sometime before spring break, for instance? Are they going to come after you? Are you going to be charged with some sort of delinquency crime, or are they going to just I, I don't know, hold but, him back uh, I another year?
7: Ab- I wasn't about to plan our life around it. You know, this yeah. is on top oh, of with all you the there. other uh, planning your life around it. You get offered a promotion at work, and oh, but the work schedule doesn't fit the convenience of the government-run indoctrination centers. I yeah. won't be able to to get my kids off to school. Or it's pick frustrating. Them up I'm
0: with school. you. You should be able to just go and enjoy yourself, not have to beg any government bureaucrat permission to be able to go enjoy a family vacation, whatever you decide is appropriate. Thank you, Tom, for the call tonight. And uh, you know, I was most curious about what the threat was. It doesn't sound like there was any explicit threat beyond just calling it. It could be truancy for your son. I don't, or think, or killing, that I don't
3: think killing cops is going to answer or anything in this particular instance, though. I wonder why he chose the Dominican Republic.
0: Isn't
2: know. that where his I believe I believe his wife, uh, wife is uh, oh. Dominican. I thought maybe there's a, like a cop-hating convention down there or something. Well, <laughs> since
0: we're talking about things that happened overseas, there's a story out of uh, the UK that you. some of these things you just can't make up. I mean, it, you just can't make this stuff up. There is a woman who has j- uh, grandchildren, and she has a pool. That she put in her garden, as she's put in her garden for, you know, front yard or whatever, as she's put this pool in her, on her property for the past several decades. Now all of a sudden the rules have changed. We'll tell you what they're demanding of her to allow her to keep this pool, this little kiddie pool basically, in her front yard. You aren't going to believe it. You, oh really? This is real. This is not like an onion story. We'll tell you here in a moment. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231, the Sakel CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free. And if you like the show, well, we ask for you to support us by shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. You know Amazon, they're the world's largest internet retailer. You've probably shopped there if you've been online for, long, you know, more than a year. Uh, They've got it all. 41-plus categories in which to shop. Free Super Saver shipping on a whole lot of items. The brand names that you trust... And it's even better now because if you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, dot com, Freetalk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So even if you're buying used items, Amazon.freetalklive.com. That is the way to shop. And save yourself on you know, save yourself a little bit of your out of your gas tank. Why bother driving to the mall and jockeying for a parking space and having to drive back? You can do it all online at Amazon.freetalklive.com. Now then, this is an amazing story. This is a story that It has to be real. You can't make this stuff up. I mean, you could. And the first time I saw the headline, I thought, this has got to be like the UK's version of The Onion. And I went and I double-checked, and no, it's the Daily Mail. Dailymail.co.uk. This is a major news website in the United Kingdom. Here's the story. For nearly a quarter of a century, Lordis Maxwell has celebrated the arrival of summer by putting a padding pool in the garden padding pool is a kiddie pool. You okay. can see the you can see it in the picture here. This is a standard, maybe a slightly larger than average kiddie pool, but it doesn't a, look slightly larger to me. It's a, it's a kiddie pool. This year, however, her two grandchildren and the children of her neighbors may have to find another way to cool off in the heat. Ms. Maxwell's local council has decided that the pool, which is only 2 feet deep, needs a lifeguard. The 47-year-old <laughs> divorced mother of 3 has also been told as if the lifeguard wasn't enough. She's also been told she must have insurance before she can inflate the toy outside her house in Portsmouth.
3: So is this true for every pool in Portsmouth? I mean, the the, the local people have said that every single pool is required to have a lifeguard. We'll and find out. The, uh,
0: insurance doesn't sound too crazy, but... The health and safety edict came after she wrote to the city council asking for permission to put a bigger pool in the communal garden outside her home. Uh, that was her mistake, asking for permission rather than forgiveness. But nonetheless, not only was she told it was too dangerous, but the council told her to empty the existing pool. After her MP intervened, the local authority softened its stance, saying Miss Maxwell could have a pool if she paid for insurance and ensured that supervisors were on constant watch. Residents near the communal gardens already have to obey a raft of rules governing their use. Often, they are even supposed to ask the council for permission before having a barbecue. Miss Maxwell is a full-time carer for her son Aiden, said yesterday it is absolutely pathetic. She says, I've had a padding pool outside of the front of my flat every summer for 24 years, ever since Aiden turned one year old. Neighbors' children would come and enjoy the pool, and I would give them ice lollies. It was always a very social occasion. Ice lollies. (laughs) She said, now suddenly, I'm not allowed? I asked around for insurance, and they just laughed at me. Nobody offers insurance for padding pools. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Excuse me, maybe it's not padding pools. They're calling it paddling. Paddling Paddling pool. My apologies. Paddling pool. Paddling pool. Uh, She says that I'm always there to supervise, but they're trying to tell me I need lifeguards for a kiddie's pool as well. It's crazy. The Portsmouth Council's neighborhood manager defended the ruling yesterday. Nigel Selly said, we didn't have sufficient assurances that the risks associated with providing such a facility would be well managed. It's a facility. How dare you? How dare you erect this structure on your property? It's an
3: inflatable pool. Without
0: our permission, woman. (laughs) We have since spoken to Miss Maxwell, and she is aware of our concerns for child safety and the risks associated with drowning. <laughs> Stephen Wiley, the counselor in charge of housing, added, I want to encourage people to enjoy the communal gardens. So it's sounding to me like this might be welfare housing. That's what I'm guessing. Communal gardens, char- counselor, in- counselor in charge of housing, it's not making it too... Clear to me because I don't live in the UK, so I don't know what all their terminology is. If you are one of our UK listeners and you'd like to maybe clear this up, one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. But even if that's the case, I mean, this is still ludicrous to the absurd. It extreme. is
3: ludicrous. It would it would go to show that uh, you know you, every time you ask the government for something, it comes with strings <laughs> attached. But it also kind of shows the, um, the, the the sort of risks that we take in everyday life. We- and Meaning like moms we, and dads. And no, we uh, human beings. Okay, um, th- there are risks associated with everything. You uh, betcha. You know, p- uh, stand up showers, the the, the t- bathtubs. I'm scared to death of those things, um, especially the the old style ones that are porcelain. Mm-hmm. The idea of running Slippery. water across porcelain and then standing on it seems like a crazy idea to me. Stairwells are dangerous. Curved porcelain, I, I should have said that, yeah, stairs, certainly ladders, chainsaws, you look at all these things that we the, we go about in in daily life with and the politicians have not yet begun to regulate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Don't say that too loud. They, you, when you look at pools, sure, kids drown in pools. So now they have right. uh, regulations that if there's a kid in the house, you have to have a fence around the pool. And I, I think that uh, actually you have to have a fence around. In some communities, you have to have a fence around the pool at all times because a kid could sneak into your yard a burgl- and burglarize yes. your house and drown in your pool.
0: That's typical here in America.
3: Uh, yeah. it, you know, I mean, they're, they're – baby seats i was uh, thinking about this coming back from the airport with uh, jack and laura in the car jack was hungry and wanted to eat it would have been much easier uh, you know if laura could have taken him out of the baby seat and nursed him while we uh, mm-hmm. d- were continued to drive instead we had to stop and pull over and wait for 10 minutes while she did just that and you know maybe maybe somebody would consider that too much of a risk i think laura might consider that too much of maybe, a risk but yeah. maybe she's or maybe it's because you know it's the law and she's scared what are the chances of getting into an auto accident they're slim I, you know, I I I, I I just don't know. I mean, you know, you walk out. Are they going to regulate me from walking outside during a, a rain shower? I could get struck by lightning.
0: Yeah, maybe we need bathroom monitors in every bathroom with a bathtub because kid, you know, a kid could drown in there. I I, I would think that the, uh,
3: the the chances. I mean, wood stoves are are hugely popular up here. Houses burn down all the time. What are they going to do? They're, yeah, they're going to really outlaw absurd. fire, you know, uh, wood heated homes.
2: Bicycles are dangerous, too.
0: Yeah, they'll try to get their nasty little governmental bureaucratic mitts into whatever areas that people will continue to put up with it. And really, the line in the sand is different for everybody, and apparently it's pretty far off for most people. Apparently that line in the sand is, I mean, a lot of them, a lot of even libertarian people, liberty-minded people, a lot of them don't even have a line in the sand. I've had a conversation with them on uh, one of the Internet forums here in New Hampshire the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance Forum, was talking with them. I'm like, what's your line in the sand? They crossed mine years ago when they started throwing my friends in uh, cages for smoking marijuana. That was my line in the sand. Where's yours? Well, I don't know. I don't know where mine is. Well, I'm glad at least you're honest enough with yourself to be able to say that you don't know. But if somebody who believes in liberty doesn't have a line in the sand or doesn't even know where they would draw it, the rest of the country certainly doesn't. The rest of the people out there certainly don't have lines in the sand. So how much of this crap are they going to put up with? Oh, no, you're not going to let me have a paddling pool in my front yard. Oh well, I guess we'll just obey. I still want my oh, ice lolly. Well, you know. Hmm just bend over and just keep putting up with this crap because that's what people are doing and as long as keep people keep putting up with it and they keep obeying all of these mandates and edicts and diktats and these uh rules this, this absurdities that are just handed down from these government people nothing's ever going to change never no, you know, you're not going to. Yeah, okay. You might have some ability to go to the legislature and beg them for a variance and beg them to change the. This is too. This is wrong. Please let us have our paddling pools. Well, please, please, Mister. Please let us swim. Let, let us swim. swim! You know, this is one of the things they were chanting out in front of the uh, one of the, the, the city council meetings here in New Hampshire was, let us vote, let us vote. They wanted to be allowed to be voting on a spending cap. This wasn't even a reduction in spending. It was be- They were begging and chanting with a megaphone, let us vote on a spending cap. This is the same kind of mentality. Well, let us swim! A spending let ca- us
3: swim! A spending cap is a, a bit different than a regulation on a pool because the spending cap regulates what the politicians do, whereas the politicians...
0: Politicians in this case are regulating what you do. I, I, I yes, can see so I see them. where you're coming and, from. But the begging is the same, and that would be the political solution I think here. Would be to go through the process and demanding
2: the might law. be the,
3: might the. You see, you can't. I can't do anything to stop the put to make the politicians put a cap on their spending. Yeah, I can't make a step. But you could. So put up in a that pool. case, they're demanding. Whereas with the pool, you might you might be able to make the argument for begging. It's not. Stand, but standing out and put, trying to put a uh, spending cap on, on the ballot is not begging.
0: Okay, yeah, it sounded like begging to me. Because if you're not being allowed to do something, and the powers that be, uh, you want them to allow you to do something, and you're chanting about it, seemed like begging to me. And I wasn't the only one who thought so. 800-259-9231, my suggestion here... Probably a bunch of pretentious anarchists. ...for these ladies would be to gather together, blow up as many paddling pools as you possibly can, and have a paddling pool block party, and tell the government bureaucrats to shove it. Of course, then again, they could be welfare moms and they, you know, could have their kids stolen from them as results. So, you know, I wouldn't blame them for not doing it. But then again, that's why we're where we are today, because everyone's obedient. Hour two's coming up. Free Talk Live.
1: This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.
0: Free Talk Live, we're launching an hour number two of the program. You can bring up anything, just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the Sakel CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. As we go right into your phone calls, we'll start with Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee on the amp line. Hello, Gene. Hey, let's
8: do some police bashing. They're just so darn bashable, aren't they? It's
0: so easy. They make it so easy. Go ahead. Yeah,
8: they do make it easy. Well, my brother-in-law works in the emergency room at the hospital nearby here, and uh, the cops come in there every so often with a prisoner or somebody that, you know, was doing something really terrible like uh, jaywalking or something. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But they, th- this one cop was in there in the emergency room with this gal, uh, she was about 80 pounds, soaking wet, and she was tied to the, to the gurney. You know, her arms were tied down to the gurney. Who knows what horrible crime she committed, but I'm sure she was quite dangerous. But first of all, the police officer did something really stupid. He put his head down by her unshackled legs, and of course her leg happened to hit the police officer in the head. Mm-hmm. This guy is about 200 pounds, and so he just starts whomping on this woman, just starts punching her in the face.
6: Uh, and, while she's uh, tied down.
8: While, oh yeah, her arms are right. tied down. So he's whomping on her, and then they get her completely tied down. Of course, all this time he's shouting at her, oh, shut up, you know, don't wiggle anymore, stop wiggling. Obey! You know, and, Obey, <laughs> citizen! So Comply! So, then, <laughs> they, uh, so they get her all tied down, she's still wiggling around, and she won't stop wiggling her. So, while she's tied to the gurney, this
6: Sucker
8: tasers her. Wow. Tasers an 80-pound woman strapped to a gurney because she won't stay still. And what did he want her to he do?
3: Said, I mean, it, he, he had her strapped down. Did he want her to stop moving her legs so that he could strap those, too? Is that what was, his goal was?
8: No. So her arms and legs were strapped at that point. She was just wiggling her body around. She He didn't like the fact she was wiggling her body around. Right. And But he says, you know, the, the worst part of it is, is these cops saunter all around the hospital as if they owned the place. You know, they mm-hmm. just... Yeah, do this, do that, you know, and they just start barking orders around in the emergency room like they work there. And they're just such a bunch of jerks. And then the guy, yeah. after beating, beating the crap out of this woman, he just walks over to where all the uh, doctors and the nurses are and stuff. And, oh, hey, hey how you doing? You know, uh, great day, isn't it? Yeah, you, know, right? you know, and they just start with their stupid small talk, acting like they're really tough guys because they can beat up an 80-pound woman who's strapped to a gurney. Oh, that's so sad. You know, I just... Uh, it just—I uh, I, kind of go along with your previous caller a little bit. I forget his name, but uh, now, this
3: Tom, is yeah. this yeah. is a, uh, I do I, I don't. This is a situation where um, the your brother-in-law saw it. Is that right? Yes. Okay.
8: Yeah. He was there. He saw the whole thing, and he—he he works in that uh, area, so he sees these guys come in all the time with people that uh, got. Injured in the course of being arrested.
0: You yep. Know, yep. And they get away with so this crap. a flight of stairs or they, something. Yeah. They get away with this crap all the time, I and mean, they call it pain compliance. The original concept behind having a taser available to the police was to utilize it in situations where they were being threatened with bodily harm, to where they didn't want to kill the person, but would have liked to have kept that person alive. They can pull the taser and bring the, bring that individual down with the taser in a in a much more safe manner than putting a bullet you know to the chest, one in the head. Uh, that was the purpose of the taser, but now it has moved and, uh, beyond that because government never keeps its original intentions. It always moves beyond the original intentions of the program. And, and, and
8: I'll just, I'll just bet you any money they charge this woman with uh, resisting arrest and assault on a law to enforcement officer. And, sure, you know it's all done an officer. You know all this stuff. I'm sure that she's going to be charged for all that, and she was yeah. just really, really angry because they arrested her for some stupid thing. You know, yeah. that's what that's what the real bottom line was. She was just pissed off that yeah. they would do this to her.
0: I don't blame her at all. I mean, all she's got at that point, she's strapped down to the gurney. All she's got is to be able to wiggle, and then she was. that's what she was doing. You know, she's trying to move and get out and... Yes, he didn't like that very much, and, and I, yeah. I doubt he's going to be punished in any way. I doubt this cop oh, no. is going to even receive a stern talking to over this, because this is so typical. We've seen video after video after story after story of cops just pulling out the taser and using it on people who don't do as they're ordered to do when the cop demands something of them. If they don't do it quick enough, sometimes they could be like in the process of doing the action. If they're not doing it fast enough, the cop will just give them a jolt from the taser. It's sick. These people yeah. are sadists. Well, I think in this case... One, one the, the, more
8: to add to your police, record, to your police file. Thanks, I think. In this, I think Appreciate in this case the,
3: the uh, police officer could have probably just left the woman alone and, and let her kind of work her way out or whatever. But, um, you know, I, I kind of wonder, what do you as a police officer do when you tell a, a a person that you're arresting? Now, I'm not saying that they're all being arrested for good reasons, but some of them are out there. Mm-hmm. So what do you do with somebody who won't comply... And you, you know, give them the order twice or something like that. Sit down, I said. Sit down, or for, for some reason you have to, they need to do what it is that you want them to. Now, something like I sit down is probably not, not a good idea. But how about putting them in the the police? How cruiser? about get out of the car? How about putting them in the police cruiser? You've already got them uh, under arrest at that point. Well, how, what do you do with somebody who's not complying? You're by yourself, um, and you can't put them in the police cruiser. I'm not talking about an 80-pound soaking wet woman. I'm talking about Wayne, uh, you know, some guy who's 230, <laughs> call for uh, backup, built like a, a, a gorilla, um, you know. And ooh, just, ooh. well, it probably wasn't the nicest thing to say. I'm sorry. Um, but <laughs> you know, what, what do you what do you do? Yeah, call for backup. But then what? I mean, you you got three guys pushing somebody into the car. They're liable to get hurt. They're liable to get their head banged up. What if people
0: aren't available? I imagine the cops will hurt that person. That's what they like to do best, is hurt people. I'm just saying that as
3: a police officer, there are situations where, um, you know,
0: I I, I might be tempted to use a taser when... uh, I understand. That's why you shouldn't be a cop. All right. So 800-259-9231. I don't want to make it sound like all police are sick sadists. They're not. I know there's some good cops out there, but, uh, you know, they don't get the coverage. So... These guys do. We continue. Stephen is on the line in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Stephen.
9: Hey, you know, I try not to call every night, but I just I can't resist on this one. What's up? Uh, I I get on this internet forum. Can I say the name of it? You think? But whatever. Go ahead. It's called Atheist Okay. And uh, I'm, I'm sure that's a friendly place. Advertising. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah. Um, and there are a few uh, no staters. Uh, there are a few small stater types, and there's a lot of big staters. Um. And uh, I, I was uh, I was there talking about uh, Leonard Reed's button. To put, if there was a button here on this desk and I could eliminate government, would I push it? Why? Yes, of course I would.
6: Oh yeah, uh, in a
9: heartbeat. Consequences be damned. And uh, well, I was talking about about education, and uh, so the conversation went on, and I mentioned uh, I, I said said something about tax taxes being theft, and so this guy said, "Well, no." Taxes aren't theft, I'm trying to scroll to it and find it right here. I don't want to read it's it for voluntary beta, you're by, paying voluntarily
0: right is that why? right
9: well, what I said was first of all, uh morally, a group of people and i didn't I tried not to use the word government. I said a group of people cannot vote my money away to educate other to educate other people's kids, talking about schooling. this guy says faulty assumption uh that the money taken is yours rather than a debt you rightly owe to another. The government uh, put in at least as much labor, if not more, than you did in helping you do the work that earned the Oops. money you claim as yours.
3: Helping you do the work. The government, so the government helped you do the work, and did he give you some kind of example right. in this?
9: Yeah, so he goes on and the few posts down – Says that, uh, cause I said, well, that's just craziness. That's poppycock. Well, he says, uh, every, uh, wealth creation endeavor you choose to do, whether it's growing corn or nailing on, uh, roofing tiles or for money or, or whatever, your actions couldn't have been done, uh, as well as efficient or whatever, or some, or in some cases at all <laughs> without the government. <laughs> because, uh, what? you know, oh, because boy. the government, uh, builds the roads. You can't take your corn to market without the roads. They protect you from foreign attack. Uh, they establish and maintain the courts with which you can turn if, if your customer refuses to pay. I wish they the government the just workers. did those.
3: I wish the government just did those things. <laughs> I wish he, the so government would just these... stick to uh, protecting us from foreign attack, building the roads, and maintaining the court systems. Well,
9: he says all these things. He says they ensured your breakfast foods weren't laced with the chemicals that might give you cancer. Wow. They didn't. You're, no, you're, no, you're you're out out they, didn't,
3: they didn't ensure that because what they did was they made oh, put some regulation out there. However, it's not like some guy in a white suit and uh, a white uh, smock with a, a clipboard went by and checked your breakfast cereal <laughs> for uh, poisons. He just, you know, yeah. I mean, the, 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 is, the uh, USDA and the FDA aren't out there checking foods. And if they you. are, they're doing it one every million.
0: I want to bring Stephen back here. Hang on. Sure. More with you in moments in your calls as well. 800-259-9231 is the government really helping us out that much? <laughs> we'll find out. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. So enjoy those, including the Shrine of Female listeners. Dozens of ladies who sent us their validated photo to prove they listened to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. And see what it's all about. Again, shrine.freetalklive.com. And authors of The Quick and Dirty Guide to War talk about current and future conflicts around the world. And Joseph Simonet discusses real-world knife fighting, all at paladinpodcast.com. Paladinpodcast.com is a service of Paladin Press. You can browse over 900 books and DVDs on topics such as personal and financial freedom, Second Amendment issues, military history, self-defense, and more. Remember, paladinpodcast.com. As we continue here, Stephen, back on the line with us in Colorado. You were involved in a discussion on an Internet forum, which <laughs> spending time on Internet forums, it can be fun. But as far as convincing no. people there, it's almost no, next it's, to impossible.
9: It, it's, it's only good, I think, for, for honing your debating Skills yeah, for, you, you know, might be right about that. Debate acumen.
0: And uh, um, it's also good because there are people that read the, the forum. So whenever you're getting into a debate on an Internet forum, even if you don't seem to be getting through to the person you're talking to, there are always people mm-hmm. reading that might be saying, yeah, that makes that guy's making sense. Uh, so that, that's
9: how I got convinced in a lot of my positions, hmm. just by lurking and watching other people.
0: So you called – just to recap here – you had called to sure. say that the uh, person you were talking to, you were discussing taxes – and uh, how uh, just awful they are! And this person was saying, "Well, no, taxes are great because they help keep, uh, you know, help uh, allow you to get from point A to point B on the roads, and they're keeping you safe from foreign attack." And and like you, well, you owe taxes to the government because they're providing you with all these services. Is that the kind of the well, gist? Well,
9: not, of- not not quite exactly. Uh, my point was that taxation was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that a, a gang of people uh, can't vote to take my money away and give it to somebody else. And he said, well, hold on. It's not exactly your money now, is it? Because uh, you're, you know, when you go to work for money, Ian or, or Wayne or Mark, you guys go to work for money. The government actually works harder for your money than you do because the government's out there. They're building those roads, man. And they're out there keeping you safe. And if you get a cold, uh, and you're, you wouldn't be as productive on the job if it wasn't for the government well, making sure that that cold medicine does what the
6: bottle says. I, I wouldn't
9: would be do. as
3: productive without the gasoline in my car either. However, I paid for that, and I asked for it. Now, if I went right. to somebody's house and I did some work on their house without asking them, and then I expected to get paid whatever the hell I expected to get paid – I'm I, I may not be a thief, but I'm nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, well, and then if I extract the payment from them in some way, I am a thief.
9: Yeah. Well, his his last paragraph is most telling. I'll read it really briefly. Sure. He said they being the government. He says they cleaned your air, they cleaned your water, mm-hmm. they cleaned your soil, they ensured your trash got taken away, they ensured your food is safe, they ensured your I I I paraphrase that they ensured your breakfast food wasn't laced with chemicals that might give you cancer. Uh, They assured your doctor is licensed, Uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm kind of skipping ahead. Um, Then here's the very last. Here's the punchline, basically. Your labor would be of substantially less value without the government's input. That's not to say that the government is the only way to accomplish these things though I think it's a related and also true point. But the fact is that the government did do these things and is owed a fair compensation for them, which he, by that he means in the form of taxation. I, your unwillingness to pay... Now, here's the punchline. You guys are going to fall out of your chairs. Your unwillingness to pay them is not an example of you standing up to a robber, but of you, in effect, robbing them of their wow, earned compensation. Wow, what a jerk. That makes you the thief... Not the other way around.
0: Right, so I I I, I think Mark's-
9: I told your call screener it was the most bizarre. Uh, rendition of taxes. total love
0: yeah it's such total love and worship for the state what do you say to somebody like <laughs> that i like mark's Rick. response i mean where you know you point out well okay so if i get to come by and cut your lawn for you then you owe me for doing that even though we never yeah. came to terms we never came to an agreement there was never a meeting of the minds yeah hey man let me
9: tell you something i have a niece and nephew who are red uh, Lenin T-shirt wearing communists, <laughs> and they would just they they would vomit in their mouths over reading this. Hmm. Interesting. And they, they are absolute communists, and they would not agree, they would not agree with this. I don't know. This you
2: sounds know. absolutely com- communist to me.
9: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but, it, but it's this is like but this is like this some sort of like a bizarre oh, authoritarian. You know, if you talk to a communist, they they at least think. That they're for the people. This guy is like... For the state, you know what I mean? Yeah, status stepping. to the max.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad right. you brought this up to the front here and I and good luck. I don't know if you're gonna continue your conversation with him, but good oh, luck. I'm not, you I'm not, I'm backing
9: out of that one.
0: <laughs> Thank you, dude. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. 800 259 9231 So the state is it's because of the state. It's because of our protectors and the government, these wonderful selfless men and women that are out there keeping us all safe, that these evil corporations aren't just killing us one by one one poisoning your breakfast cereal, destroying the water supply. All of these corporations would be just, just killing people if it weren't for the state. You call me so
3: scared, Muffy. The, it's you know, so absurd.
0: It's, it's so it, I think the FDA
3: is a great example of how um, the, the government, uh, by its regulation, kills people at the same time. You know, at one point, there was probably a situation where a medicine was bad for people and killed people. And, you know, this is unfortunately sort of the marketplace at work um, that, that that company and that person who did that should have been held responsible. And hopefully they were. However, the government then said, we can't have this anymore. We'll step in. Now what we have is a 17 year, um, more than a hundred million dollar process to get drugs to the market to the, the point now that only a few companies, you know, big pharma, can actually
0: afford to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's why they stepped in. Because you know, they get money out of this, it and in they that can help their
3: In that 17 years, what you have are people dying because they yep. aren't getting those medicines. Those medicines, they could be taking them on an experimental basis.
2: And why can't you have private companies like uh, the U- UL, Underwriters Laboratories, that certify drugs privately instead of having this government agency do it? Well, so you can. You, you could. I mean, but that, if, if, that's worth, if that were the norm, you wouldn't need to have them approved by the FDA. You would just put the stamp of the company that did the testing on the product.
0: Right. And UL, Underwriters Laboratories, or ETL, their major competitor, they don't have the ability to just go in and snatch a product from, uh, from a company and slap their logo on it and charge the company to say, hey, we've certified your product. You owe us, buddy. They don't have the ability to do that because they don't have the coercive monopolistic power that the people calling themselves government do. They, business doesn't operate in that manner. And businesses are interested in protecting their clients. Customers, you want them to come back. Somebody like this jerk that this guy was uh, emailing back and forth or posting on this message for him. This is somebody who does not have any experience whatsoever in running a business. This is somebody who does not Maybe. have any idea still what nuts out there that run businesses. like.
3: Absolutely. You know, well, they run this, them into the ground. I thought that this was true at one point, too, but there's absolutely liberal pinko socialists out there that run their own business that just
0: don't get it. They're so thoroughly indoctrinated. Can you run a business and, and serve your customers and at the same time believe that businesses are trying to kill their customers. Well, they believe that
3: some businesses are, some
0: corporations are evil, and we must be protected against them. Absolute nonsense. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. I want my customers buying my consumable products for as long as they possibly can. More on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll free 800 259 9231. SACL CAI toll free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Martin. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free. So enjoy those, including the wiki with over 1,800. Uh, pages created by listeners like you. It's like the listener editable version of our website. Just head over to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive for free. That's wiki, wiki.freetalklive.com.
3: SACL CAI is, has a full orbed approach to account reco- recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com.
0: As we continue with your phone calls, we'll go to Dan in Pennsylvania on the AMP line. Hello, Dan. Hey, Dan. Hey, and what's on your mind tonight? Uh, Hello? Dan that was a car. Oh, Hi, yes. sorry about that. You're uh, on the air.
10: Yesterday, at the beginning, at the beginning of the show yesterday, you guys were talking, at, like at the very beginning, about um, if we were to privatize public uh, utilities like schools and things like that. Yeah, um, sounds like things we talked exactly about. Yes, what the context was, but uh, but you said that you didn't have a a good answer for how that could be done, and I think I have a good answer actually.
0: Okay. Um, I, what I didn't have was a good uh, response to the objection that what about the bureaucrats' pensions? And now I believe I do. But go ahead with your point.
10: Uh, okay. Well, the the thing is that the, the workers, I believe, own their um, you know, what they use to do their own work. So taking schools, for example, um, I would say that the taxpayers who pay for the infrastructure of the school own the building. So if you know, government were to disappear. You know, if I were the uh, libertarian dictator, haha, for a day, you know, I would say that the taxpayers would get uh, shares of the of the building. You know, the operation of the building equivalent to their, uh, you know, to what they paid into it. And the actual workers, the teachers and janitors, they would have um, sort of independent ownership of what they do within the institution. And as for the administration, I would tell them just to go screw themselves.
0: I think it's too difficult. I think what you're
3: proposing is, uh, and, I mean, and the teachers aren't going to be interested at all in owning, uh, you know, the freedom in their classroom. I mean, th- some yeah. of them will, but the vast majority of them are just going to be like, yeah, we, we like the bigger paychecks better. You're just talking tell us about what to do.
0: You're talking about a bureaucratic mess, uh, trying to divvy up, trying to figure out what the value of the school is, and then trying to divvy up shares amongst all the taxpayers, who some of them may not have even been living in the area for very long. So you've got to figure out who's been living in the area, how long they've been paying taxes, how much they paid in, what that percentage of the share is. The high
3: school here in Keene is an old brick building. It's probably been there a hundred years. Are you going to go back to the uh, the heirs
0: of the people that paid in
3: originally? Yeah. I
0: don't want it, and I don't want to share in their school. I don't want to have uh, anything to do with it. So It's just a heck of a lot easier. The taxpayer's
3: already been robbed. It's yeah. just a heck of a lot easier to give the teachers the school. I'm, I'm with Ian on this one. Just yeah. give it to just them. Just hand it over Let to them, them. them work it like it is a, um, a, is a real business. They'll have a leg up in business in in the sense that they've got their assets full, are paid for a full paid off building how right. many businesses have that they can use that building if they need to to pay for pensions uh, they say there's asset funds out there and that kind of thing which would certainly help yeah. i don't know but i i, I really do think you got loose. a good idea here
0: yep just just cut them loose let them keep their whatever assets they have let them divvy them up between themselves equally or whatever way they want to do it i mean it doesn't really require that much outside control or influence you just cut them free and say Bye bye you make it on your own now. That's all you have to do. No need to bring taxpayers back into it or try to divvy things up and, and try to have some sort of system worked out because that will just drag on forever and people will start complaining, well, wait a minute, I've lived here for a decade and you aren't giving me as much of a share as I deserve, blah, blah, blah. You just That would just go on forever. There'd be lawsuits. It'd be terrible.
2: That, that's my interpretation. I wonder how the Socialist Teachers Union would feel about that. Oh, they'd
0: hate the idea. Yeah, of course no, that's, they would. They're going to be they'd the people. That, their power well I mean either way they'd hate the idea whether you go with Dan's plan or uh, mark and my suggestion the teachers union is going to be your number one opponent oh my god you can't cut us free we don't know how to run a business you know <laughs> that'll be it Dan your thoughts
10: well yeah I, I realize in a you know in a completely pragmatic sense that's probably more likely what would happen but uh, i I do have an ethical objection to the teachers who already benefit from the system, in fact, they are, you know, using Oppenheimer's dichotomy of taxpayers and tax eaters, they're entirely tax eaters, and the taxpayers are completely getting screwed. And if one of them were to sue the, uh, you know, the institution, say, you know, that, that, that you have courts set up who are, you know, who are taking care of proprietarian issues, then there would be a legitimate complaint, I would think.
0: Wait, I'm sorry. I I'm not a taxpayer understanding. with Sue, um
3: you know, Sue saying that, Hey, part of that school's mine. Yeah, but it's yeah, not it, it it's it would not, not really be yours. Legitimate
10: to
6: Right.
3: Well, yeah, it
10: certainly is. How do you, you determine what part
3: it. of it is yours, though? How
0: do you? What is the formula to determine that?
3: I, I own a share. I own shares in uh, Clear Channel. What I mean, I don't. I don't expect to get a couple of bricks out of uh, Clear Channel Sarasota. I mean, that's that's ludicrous.
0: You, you know what this is? Is you. Well, you, you it, this is this it. is about forgiveness, Dan This is really what this is about. I mean, because it's easy to sit there and say and be indignant about the fact that you've been stolen from. It's easy. I mean, I, I could do it if I wanted to. Hey, the Social Security guy stole ten thousand dollars from me, and they did. I I've seen the, the little statement that they send out where it says, you know, you paid in this, 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 and this, and then all these other years there's zeros because I haven't been paying them. Uh, but they got, they got 10 grand out of me before I got out of it, and you know what? I'm willing to let it go. I'm willing to let it go, and it's the same. I think we should adopt the same attitude about these government bureaucracies. Hey, Dan, if you could have freedom, wouldn't you be willing to allow these bureaucrats to just keep their schools and their school buses and all the other crap that they have? I mean, why do you want a piece of it? Just let it go, That's man. Right. You know, move on. Well, honestly,
10: honestly, I, I would be willing to give up every last cent that I have if yeah. it meant that that me and all of my friends and family were free. Great. That, and, you know, because then you could build your way back up from the ground pretty easily. I'm just saying that. The complaint would be justified, and I I think that if you had an arbitration system set up that, you know, we're talking about a huge paradigm shift here, that people would be willing to listen to their decisions. I think that you, you could take a shortcut and say whatever was paid in the last year or something like that.
3: The, I know, don't
0: think you're gonna get anywhere right, with you're that. not gonna get anywhere because look at
3: the complaints of the American Indian uh, you know might have had a hundred years ago or black Americans uh, had a hundred years ago it's not really not about your complaint or the uh, validity or the justice involved it's about winning the struggle and we need to win the struggle not uh, stand on you know the, yeah. the, the the principles of justice in this it's about
0: one. moving on these teachers I agree with
3: you I, I see that I see your point and I, I think that there's validity to it I however do not think you can win
0: with it the teacher teachers and the, the administrators and the janitors, they're all receivers of stolen funds. You know, it wasn't – yes, certainly the teachers' union were, was advocating for a lot of this stuff, but uh, at the end of the day, these folks are just people that wanted a job, and there's no real reason to get into more conflict. And that's what you're talking about. I mean, this is furthering the conflict, and I know you're saying that some people will want to further the conflict, and I think you're right about that. They'll be all indignant about the idea – but if we can propose this idea and we can get people to accept the idea of just turning these bureaucracies, and not just the schools, but also the police department, the fire department, you know, whatever bureaucracy you're, you're talking about, just cutting them loose, turning over ownership to the bureaucrats that happen to occupy those buildings and cars and whatever other assets the bureau, uh, bureaucracies have, just if we can get that on the table and it can be considered as a possibility, that should be enough. We should be satisfied with that and just dissolve the entire system and... Focus on a bright future where we are able to keep every dollar we earn from that point on and not worry about all the money that we'd had stolen from us in the past. We move on, we forgive, we move past it. That's how I feel about it. You know, the, the slaves,
2: the African slaves in this country in the late 1700s, early 1800s, could actually buy their freedom. They could buy their, their freedom from the, the people, who the men who owned them. We can't
3: even do that today. mm it's, uh, some of them. I, I think you could do that in uh, Louisiana, um, but likely. Northeast. I, yeah. yeah.
0: I'm glad you brought up the idea, Dan. Any other thoughts? Uh, no, I think that's it for tonight. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Hopefully it would shoot him down too bad on it. 1-800-259-9231. Because I've had the same feeling in the past, you know, when I was sort of um, moving through this liberty mindset of, like, this indignance that, darn it, they got all my money. I want it back. If I could just fill out some paperwork, and and there are some people that will actually purport uh, that if you fill out the right forms, you can actually get your money back from the Social Security system. I don't know if I want to even venture into that world. I don't want to consent to any more of their process. I don't want to consent to their system. I am happy with just being out. I'm happy with having my money no longer stolen from me. That's good enough for me. We move on. 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. The Sakel CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. Ian Wayne. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Still to come here, Wayne, you're going to tell us about a government internet filter that's not in Australia. It's right here in the good old U.S. of A. We'll give you the information on that. Uh, but your calls are primary. Also want to invite you to help support the show by voting for us. Mark, are we still needing votes this month? We, We're we uh, over 50. Over 50? Okay, yep. all right. Well, then don't vote for it. Well, you can vote for us still if you want to. Vote. Com. But if you want a more variety, a larger variety of ways in which you can help the show, you can visit promote.freetalklive.com to get a whole big old list of things you can do. Most of them completely free, some of them very, very low cost, like printing out flyers and stuff like that. You can get all the info over at promote.freetalklive.com as we continue with your phone calls about what you want. We go to Dennis in New Hampshire on the AMP line. Hello, Dennis.
11: Greetings, gentlemen.
0: Hey, what's on your mind?
11: So we have an, an issue here. I was talking to you the other day about the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance and voting guides that we were trying to get in the hands of voters.
0: Yes. Yeah, um, your, your issue was that uh, you printed up these guides. You wanted to stand out in front of the various different voting locations around the state on Election Day. And then it was brought to your attention that apparently there are several local regulations or ordinances that prohibit such behavior. And you were considering doing some civil disobedience over this issue. What uh, What's the latest?
11: Well, we've been doing a lot of exploring of options. Um, actually, one of your listeners, who's in uh, towards the end of law school, stepped forward and contacted me and, and offered to uh, suggest that this was almost certainly unconstitutional, and if challenging the court of law is is probably going to go down like a, a house of cards. Mm. Um, but the treasurer of the NH Liberty Alliance did some snooping around and found a really cost-effective way to get this into the hands of of the people. We were looking at mailing things, and mailing was going to be many tens of thousands of dollars, which is way more than the Alliance has got. Um, But it turns out it's very affordable to put a flyer into newspapers and get that sent out. Okay. And then on top of that, the newspapers are willing to do it on a per zip code address. Yes, they are. So So if someone's going to do a whole lot of work and find out the appropriate zip codes for the appropriate districts for voting and put the appropriate voter's guide and the appropriate thing and do all of the organization with that, it could be done at a fraction of the price. And so the hero in this story is my wife, Irina. She has been working on this pretty much non-stop for the last few days and uh, has, has pretty much all got it ready to go. We are in a position to hit about 30,000 people the day before the election with a voter's guide. And I was here two years ago, and there was no voter's guide that I remember in in the newspapers. Mm -hmm. This is going to be something that I think will be... uh People will
6: notice. Yeah, people I think
11: you're right
3: about notice. that. And, you know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm humbled and shamed that I didn't come up with uh, th- this idea. As the advertising I, man? Yeah, I, I really, I knew this.
6: Yeah, and it's and a I, good idea. And, and, but w-
3: I, I, I do want to point out that the, you've got 151 people running for uh, the, the NH House that are endorsed by the NHLA. So this is a really, this could be conceivably a really big election for, for liberty and uh, liberty-minded
0: well, one of the things I wanted to point out about the strategy was that if you're, if you're sending it out in the newspaper, you're going to hit everybody who's getting the paper, whereas if you're just standing out in front of the voting locations, you're only getting the people that decided to go and vote. So you're really actually uh, – you're increasing the odds that somebody will see – what you're putting out there, and and actually get motivated to go out and vote where they might as otherwise might have otherwise not have gone and done it. It's a good reminder. Oh it's yeah, a tomorrow reminder. I got to vote. Right. And exactly. This is also usable as a get out the vote thing.
11: You know, with a big plastered "Don't forget to vote on Tuesday" thing. You know, oh. defend your freedoms.
0: Right and of course uh, it also gives you the opportunity to uh, promote whatever you want to promote your website and uh, the obviously you're going to be promoting the candidates and I think it's fa- I think it's a good idea Dennis uh, and you save you yourself a, buttle, a bundle of money at the same time so congratulations Well it,
11: it it still is going to cost us a lot of money of course the the alliance has pretty much spent most of what they've got if not all of what we had on uh, on giving it directly to the candidates for you know early on to try and help them get past the primaries. And that strategy seems to have worked. But we pretty much emptied all our firepower at that point. So at this point, we know we can do this thing, but it's going to cost us about $2,500.
0: That's really not that much. I mean, that's not that much. It's not much. It's not much. What's that breakdown? You said you're going to do 30000 Is that across the state, or are you going to focus on just one area? Or how's that working out?
11: We have targeted the 10 districts that have uh, a super, you know, each of each district has more than one pro liberty, like definite pro liberty candidate, and a bunch of anti liberty candidates. So we know that hitting these 10 districts, we are going to potentially change the face of politics in the, in the state.
0: That's 8.3 cents, uh, the, the 8.3 cents per flyer that you're getting into people's hands, and of course, newspaper readers are likely voters. I mean, they're older, you're not going to really hit younger people with this, uh, but we all know that it's the older people that go out and vote anyway, so it should be interesting to see how this uh, how this affects things. And this is one of those, um, the, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, for those of our listeners that are really excited by political solutions, uh, they, helping you guys out, Dennis, would be a way to get involved in the free state action without actually having to be here. So this might be one way that people who have been listening and and hearing some of the things you've been talking about for quite a long time on this program, hearing about some of the projects you guys are doing, to give them a reminder that you don't have to live here in New Hampshire to send money to the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, right?
11: absolutely i mean if you want to hear great news coming out of new hampshire for the next two years getting a bunch of free staters in the government is certainly a great way to make that happen and this is probably the leverage point if you want maximum bang for the buck this is probably exactly where it's going to happen to where it's not that much money and you know like me and Irina are going to pony up what we can but anyone that can help it would be super, super 2, appreciated.
0: I mean, that's only twenty-five people giving a hundred bucks. That's no—I mean, that's nothing, really.
11: Well, the, the key though is that because of the lead time that newspapers need and that the printer needs and all that, everything has to be all signed, sealed, delivered, and done this weekend.
3: Paid for, ah, paid yeah. for this weekend too, correct?
11: And paid for. You yeah. got it.
3: That's how it is so, when you're when you're an advertiser that uh, doesn't do business on a regular basis with a an ad
0: venue. Cash in advance. It's usually cash in advance. Well, so there you go. Where can people go to help you out with this, Dennis, if they are interested?
11: NHLiberty.org slash donate.
0: Okay. You going to put something up on the front and, page you know, to make it easy?
11: Oh, yeah. There, there's like a nice donate thing right on the front page. You can't miss it. And, hey, if people want to give just $5, that's going to help. And uh, the, the Liberty Alliance, if you give $100, bucks, you are a lifetime member. So whatever happens that. in the future with the Liberty Alliance, 100 bucks and you're you're in forever.
0: Very cool. Great way for people that are around the country and around the world who can't make it here to New Hampshire tomorrow uh, to help you guys out with what it is that you're doing. And as I I have praised you many, many times on this program, you know I'm not a fan of political solutions, but I am a fan of the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. I think you guys are doing some really innovative, uh, some really original things that I've never seen uh, been done on the political scene before. So I wish you good luck in uh, fundraising here, Dennis, and, and thank you for calling tonight. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Has anybody ever seen something like that? Where they come from? I mean, has anybody ever opened up the newspaper to get a a, a voters guide from the the libertarians? Or I the, haven't seen a voters
3: guide. Period. Um, from anything. So and to find it from, and, and they're not necessarily libertarians. No, they're I know just that. Liberty oriented. But the, or, there wouldn't be any other
0: real liberty oriented groups anywhere. But but the libertarians. I no. mean, are there?
3: It's not really happening
6: anywhere.
0: What other groups are there around the country in this the is realm the point, of
3: politics? This is the point that I I try to make over and over again and I know that there's people out there that just don't believe this whole free states gonna, thing's going to work. But You know, fine, you can believe what you want, but yeah. it, it, to me, I'm here, feet on the ground. I see people trying real hard to get things done. I see movement in the right direction, and I,
0: I believe it is. 800-259-9231, we continue. Let's talk to Tom in Florida. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Tom. Hello. Hey, you're on the air.
12: Yeah, I hope I'm not off subject. Um, I was listening to what you were saying, but I, I wanted to uh, tell a, uh, an interesting little story. Now, you may have heard of it, maybe some of the other listeners haven't, but I think it's kind of a cute, interesting example of the difference between you know a controlled uh, marketplace and government as opposed to free. Um, the story goes that uh, a Russian bureaucrat, was visiting the, uh, I think it was called the Fulton Street Fish Market in New York City. Yes. And he's with an American who's showing him through. And, of course, he's a big bureaucrat in Russia, and he's being shown through, and the American is pointing this and that out. And he's, the Russian's watching, and he sees, you know, fish are going this way and that way, and there's trolleys, and there's people weighing fish and people buying fish. And it's just a literal beehive of activity and, you know, incredible varieties. Mm-hmm. And he's very, very impressed. And so he turns to the American and he says, who runs all this? And the American <laughs> says, nobody.
2: Yeah,
0: isn't that great? It's a good yep. story. In fact, Wayne, you've got a related story coming up. Thank you for the call. More on the way about spontaneous order and chaos. So maybe it's not as scary as it sounds. Uh, hour three's coming up. Wayne, will tell us about that. And your calls as well about anything. This is Free Talk Live.
9: You ever have one of those days where everything goes right?
0: Live. Watching into hour number three of the program, you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And we are going to jump into a unscreened phone call just because I was distracted and I didn't screen it. But then Wayne, you've got a story that is—it uh, really ties right into the last caller we took in the last hour. We'll recap that for anybody just tuning in. But first, to the phones and the fun. AmpLine, who's this? Hello, you're on the air. Who's there? Maybe nobody. Going once, going twice. All right. Well, instead of that, uh, Wayne, do tell about this uh, story you have in regards to spontaneous order, because we just had a perfect lead-in call last hour where a gentleman was telling a, uh, an anecdote, I don't know if it was a true story or not, but about how a Russian bureaucrat was being toured around in an American fish market, and he was watching as all the fish were traveling different places, and people were buying things and selling things, and all this bustling activity was going on, and he was shocked and surprised. You know, he's he's used to a, a, a bread line uh, handing people food. So he's wondering, well, who's controlling all this? And the answer is, well, no one. Well, a bunch of people are, but there's no real easy answer to that question, right?
2: That's right. I ran across a really interesting article from a physics science kind of website called physorg.com, P-H-Y-S-O-R-G. Okay. The story is entitled, Chaos Equals Order, Physicists Make Baffling Discovery. According to a computational study conducted by a group of physicists at Washington University in St. Louis... One may create order by introducing disorder. While working Hmm. on their model, a network of interconnected pendulums or oscillators, the researchers noticed that when driven by ordered forces, the various pendulums behaved chaotically and swung out of sync like a group of intoxicated synchronized swimmers. This was unexpected. Shouldn't synchronized forces yield synchronized pendulums? But then came the real surprise. When they introduced disorder, forces were applied at random to each oscillator, The system became ordered and synchronized. The thing that's counterintuitive is that when you introduce disorder into the system, when the forces on the pendulums act at random, the chaos that was present before disappears and there's order, said Sebastian F. Brandt, physics graduate student and lead author of the study, which appeared in the January 2006 edition of Physics Review Letters. So obviously we have uh, a correlation here because you talk about free markets versus central planning, and and I that's the first thing I thought when I read the article yeah.
3: Right, free markets are you know put together in a chaotic fashion. Everybody doing their own thing, but they based yield, on their own motivations. They yield things that are so very orderly. I mean, it's it's amazing the uh, you know the the, the the choices that we have in the marketplace and how they're brought to us.
0: So this was not a, this story was not a surprise to anybody that is familiar with uh, with the free market and and just spontaneous order, which is essentially what that is what that is called. Uh, it's it wasn't a surprise to us, but for these scientists it, it was. And I actually saw. This Video that somebody posted over on the uh, New Hampshire Free Forums at nhfree.com. dot com. Vitruvian posted. Uh, he's had this thread of very interesting, sort of sciencey videos that have a similar theme. And there was one of them where somebody programmed. A computer program to simulate clocks. And I wish I had, uh, I wish I'd watched this more recently because it's not totally fresh in my mind. But it was a similar kind of situation where the clocks were essentially randomized. The the, the different features about the clocks were randomized. And when the permutations continued to run and continued to run, he had this sort of graphical. he had this graphical representation of what was going on basically with the, uh, the system that was essentially – it began to organize itself. You began to start to see patterns as the system continued to run. It was really amazing to watch the visual representations of this happening. And that's what all of life really is, right? I mean, outside of this governmental control grid setup that we have, all of life is essentially random disorder, but yet all of this wonderful beauty and and all these wonderful patterns continues to uh, become quite obvious to us.
2: Right. When man tries to control and harness things, that's when
0: they get out of order. It's very interesting, and I'm glad you brought that up tonight. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. So if we could just convince people to let go of this whole idea of controlling their neighbors and uh, let go of this idea of everybody must be lorded over or ruled over by some ruling class that knows better? Let us all make decisions for ourselves. Let us sink or swim as necessary. And if if we fail, let us experience the consequences of that failure. A lot of th- a lot of what How else does. do you
3: learn to do things right? right. If you don't let people uh, experience the consequence of their failure, they're going to continue to do it wrong.
0: They call that enabling. Well, right, and that's what government tends to do. Is government uh, is really good at shifting consequences? Where oh, if you're a total loser and you screw people over, then we're going to go ahead and bail you out, and or you know, it, not just on an individual level, but at, as a, at a business level as well. If you if you suck at business and you can't service your customers, you can't sell. All your cars will give you a bit multi I don't know how many billions it was whatever they gave to Chrysler or whatever last week. They gave a lot of money to these auto manufacturers. Hey, you guys can't cut it in the marketplace. You suck. You deserve to go away. You deserve to be sold at pennies on the dollar because you're awful at doing your business. But yet the government steps in and they 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 shift those consequences. So those businesses, the people running those businesses, they weren't able they weren't able to feel the pinch. They weren't able to feel the problems that that they were creating for themselves. The Because the government shifted those consequences away to the taxpayers, so everybody else has to pay for their their mistakes. It's sick.
2: There was also an article that was saying how there's a possible merger between GM and Chrysler, and some people asked, well, why? Because GM's not in very good shape either. Why would they want to take on Chrysler, who's also in trouble? And somebody else had mentioned, well, maybe they just want the booty that Chrysler got from the government.
0: Yeah, that could be it. Uh, yeah, it was a loan from what somebody told me last, I believe it was Nick told us actually earlier this week, that it was a loan that the government gave. So it wasn't a bailout in the same way that they've been uh, bailing out the banks. But however, it, it's a loan to the government. I mean, you know, what's the government care? government
3: a loan to the government. Right. You have to it's pay a loan from the government. loan yeah, from the from government, the- excuse me, a loan from the government, meaning that, uh, you know, that what do they care if you pay back?
0: And that's just it. Yeah. I think that if they don't pay it back, I think what you're going to see is nationalization of the auto industry because if, doesn't it doesn't make sense. I mean, if you give a loan to somebody and they don't pay you back, you own them, right? Remember the last nationalized uh, car that was sold in
2: America with a Yugo? Remember how, how sucky that car was? <laughs> no, it's kind of, I, I look at it as like a loan wink wink. That's kind of what it looks yeah. like to me.
0: Like, we'll forgive it. They might forgive it later on down the line. Yeah, it's yeah. a loan. I see. It's a loan, so we can call it a loan right now while everybody's paying attention, but then later we'll just wipe it off the books, and no big deal, guys. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think bankrupt. the government,
3: even even the government would want uh, the auto, to, want to be in the auto industry. <laughs> what a terrible,
0: terrible idea. It is a terrible idea, but the government's full of those. Uh, we continue with Zach, or excuse me, not Zach, Cody in Texas. Cody, you're on Free Talk Live.
12: Um, I just had a quick note about, uh, uh,
0: hello? Yeah, you're here.
12: Okay, uh, about the, uh, out of chaos comes order. Yes, sir. That's actually, uh, I don't want to get off on like a conspiracy theorist thing, but, uh, it's actually one of the oldest, uh, Freemasonry mottos. Ordo ab cow. Hmm. That's how you say it, cow. Yeah. I thought
6: that was
0: interesting. Oh, hey, those guys weren't... Yeah. I mean, I don't know much about the Freemasons beyond they build, built a bunch of buildings, and uh, I don't think they're they're a bad group of guys. I mean, I'm sure some of them are sick power freaks, but I, I can't say that all the Masons were bad guys. <laughs> My grandfather
2: was. My grandfather was one yeah. of the best people I've ever known. He was yeah. he was a Mason.
0: I mean, they do some weird things. they got a funny little throne room thing that they have. <laughs> have you ever been up in one of these things, Wayne? The, uh, no. the, they've got it. They've got one here in Keene. There's a Masonic building, and you go up the stairs, and you can actually go into the bizarre kind of uh, ceremonial room well, this isn't uh, uh some kind of
3: museum tour i mean we, we snuck up there yeah and, i don't think we were supposed to be and, you know kind oh. of skulked about i mean it, yeah. it was a little weird it was kind
0: of spooky but it, was, you it know. was like being a kid
3: you know I, again <laughs> yeah a very it was an odd somewhere feeling.
0: you weren't supposed to be yeah seeing but, things you weren't
2: supposed to see but <laughs> were there it, any skulls and coffins or anything
0: I don't think there was any There was any some skulls.
3: ceremonial
2: stuff
0: that was a little weird, but I there mean... There was a throne, yeah. and there was like this sort of altar thing. Yeah. I don't know what they're all for. Well, well, the Marines always say, Thrive in Chaos. There you go. That's their motto. Cody, anything else for us tonight?
12: Uh, I guess, actually, uh, I think it's the National Library. I think it's in D.C. That's actually a Freemasonry uh, lodge. It's,
8: I think it's like the head temple or what, I don't know what they call it. But
0: I yeah. don't know. Yeah, you know, I don't concern myself with uh with the Freemasons, the Illuminati and all that other nah. stuff because what I'm concerned no, about I don't. I, I, got you. I I'm with you man. Thank you for the call. What I'm concerned about is people in search of power and willing to aggress against their neighbors. That's what concerns me. I don't care what group they're members of, I don't care who they hang out with. What concerns me is that they want to aggress against their neighbors. That's the issue. That's what we need to deal with. That's what we need to expose. That's what we need to talk about. That's what we need. That's the problem we need to solve. They can hang out with whoever they want to hang out with. That's their business. More on the way, this is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll free at one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACEL CAI toll-free line and it is Ian here with you. and Wayne. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site totally free. So enjoy those on us. And uh, those features, by the way, include the updates. You get signed up. We will keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to uh, you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. You know,
3: I don't see the, uh, I'm sorry, I don't know when, when, there's no verbiage for this commercial. <laughs> You're supposed to make it up. The Free State Project <laughs> Liberty Forum
0: is happening early March. Uh, I don't have the dates written down here. We just say early March. Okay. it's so far out it doesn't really matter. Sorry, right man.
3: I, I'm I'm not seeing bullet points or Free anything.
0: FreeStateProject.org slash Liberty Forum is the place to go uh, to get registered for early bird pricing of $199. You get a 10% discount off that price if you use the code 2009FTL. That's two zero zero nine FTL to get involved in the Liberty Forum. We're going to be there broadcasting live, and you're going to be able to meet all kinds of liberty-oriented luminaries like John Taylor Gatto, Will Buchanan from the Walk for Liberty, Mark Stevens from Adventures in Legal David Berglund, former Libertarian Party presidential candidate, a real former president, presidential candidate that actually gets liberty, unlike their current. LP candidate keynote speaker Richard Heller he's going to be one of the keynote speakers i know they're working on some other ones some more big names are in the works you want to get you want to be here you want to get up here into new hampshire uh, you want an excuse to come up visit the state this is a great opportunity you're going to meet hundreds of Similarly-minded, like-minded people that also believe in liberty, and you're going to have a good time, because it's been a blast the last two times I've gone, and looking forward to this next one. Go and get registered now while you can still get the early bird deal, and use the discount code 2009FTL to save 10%. Go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. So, 800-259-9231 is the number as we continue here... You know, Mark, I want to play an audio clip. You sent me something yesterday. This thing's yesterday, awesome. God, I'm, and I'm
3: glad you decided to do it. It was uh, kind of a toss-up there for a little well,
0: while. Well, you know, I feel uh, I feel kind of bad about playing another show on this show, but I guess it's been done in the past, so it's it's all right. I mean, the guy uses our logo... He's, he's a pretty talented guy. He you might have heard of logo? him before. Well, it's sort of similar. And, uh, it's, most, it's sort of similar to our logo. It's the oh. fist, the clenched fist, thrust up. After, uh,
3: after we uh, created ours, or I believe
0: it was actually slightly after we came out with ours. I don't really recall exactly how that that I how that all played out. But Howard Stern, uh, there's apparently been a clip that has been released out to YouTube uh, on his show where some guy went on the streets of New York. With an audio recorder, and... I love this man on the street stuff, yeah. because it, to me...
3: I, you it's know, just I've, amazing. I've got this uh, sort of thing going on where I, I believe that people are the best, you know, individually people are the best individuals to make decisions for their lives, however... They are the poorest uh, people when you put them together, like groups get stupid. Mm-hmm. And I think sort of, uh, you know, these man on the street interviews when they ask them, uh, you know, what's the state capital of South Dakota yeah. um, or, you know, who's the vice president or who's your local representative or senator in this? You know, you name your two senators in the state, whatever. It just goes to show how. Miserably uninformed, the average person in the public is.
0: This is this will blow your mind if you haven't heard this audio. And I don't know. I didn't get the, uh, the there was no prologue here, so I don't know what the circumstances are. I don't know if this is one of Howard's guys or if he just came across this. But credit to Howard Stern for putting this out there because it's an amazing clip. Here we go. People
1: said Barack Obama. So what he said is, do you still do you support Obama's views? But he, he attributed all of McCain's views to yeah. Obama. Yeah.
12: And, and it didn't this is even, sway anyone, but it didn't cause people to even flinch. They' no. read right
4: look this is crazy, so listen to this. Some people speculate that blacks are voting for Obama strictly because he's black and not because of his policies. So we took McCain's policies
0: and pretended they were Obama's now look, that's not true people are voting for Obama or McCain because mommy and daddy were Republicans and Democrats for the most part and they were raised to believe that uh, you should always vote for Republicans, you should always vote for uh, for Democrats. That's the primary motivation, in my mind at least, for uh, well, most people voting. I don't think it's the you, blacker. You steer uh,
3: thoroughly away from the race issue and I understand that's, fu- that's fine. I think that there definitely are black people out there that are going to vote for Obama because he's black and I think that there are white people out there um, white Democrats out there that will vote for McCain because he's white. I, I just believe that that's the i don't case. believe it to
0: be the majority i, hope. I don't think I don't, it's the I
3: majority but right. I, I don't i don't know i don't I think, propose to know i'm
0: just saying i think the presumptions of the interviewer are a little incorrect that's all let me continue
7: here this is what they had to say
0: for the election obama or mccain i like obama now what don't you like about mccain
7: mccain seems to not really know what he's doing right now are you more for obama's policy because he's pro-life or because he thinks our troops should stay in iraq and finish this i think
0: now, this is another thing I don't like about this, is that, look, uh, it's my understanding that Obama is in favor of keeping the troops in Iraq, too. So they're misrepresenting his uh, his policy, but nonetheless, it still makes a, a salient point here not, with their responses.
3: Yeah, he, 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 Obama's certainly not as much for keeping uh, troops in Iraq, and, and his basic thing is to uh, get him out of Iraq and put them in Afghanistan, is, is basically what he said.
0: No, the, what would be nice if we actually had some sort of uh, liberty-oriented man on the street, where somebody could actually ask the right questions and get ludicrous answers like this guy will get anyway. So continue.
7: Because our troops should stay in Iraq and finish this war. I'm really for him with that. Definitely. okay. Now, how about as far as um, him being pro-life? Do you support Obama in that case? Yeah, I do. I do. I support him in that case. And if he wins, (laughs) would you have any problem with Sarah Palin being vice president? (laughs) No, I wouldn't. Not at all. No. You you, you think he made the right choice in that? I definitely do. Thank you very much. (laughs) Have a great day. (laughs) So the guy
1: agreed with everything McCain is for, except he said it was for Obama. (laughs) Here's another example.
7: Are you for Obama or McCain? Obama. Okay, and why not McCain? Well, I just don't agree with some of his, you know,
0: policies, no. Now, Obama says that he's... Look, it's okay to admit that you don't know why. It's okay to admit that I'm voting for him because my mom told me I should vote Democrat. But nobody's going to admit that. They want to try to sound like they're informed.
7: Anti-stem cell research. How do you feel about that? I I believe that's...
3: I wouldn't do that either. I'm anti-stem
9: cells. They have stem
3: cells.
0: cells. Now, if Obama wins, do you mind Sarah Palin being vice president? No. No, I don't. Now, we all know they're selecting the guys that that really messed it up, right? But still, it's amazing, isn't it? Like, these people are purporting themselves as knowledgeable uh, electors or knowledgeable voters, and it's quite clear they have no clue what it is they're talking about. It's like, it reminds me of this lady that Dennis uh, from New Hampshire was interviewing on his show in, uh, in Concord, this uh, supporter of Hillary Clinton during the, the primaries. Asking her questions about how Hillary, you know, the the positions Hillary's positions on the issues, this woman had no idea. She had the general concept that people should get free health care, and that was about all she had to go on. She didn't know anything.
1: All right, there you go. And our third example, which uh, we found, this woman.
0: This election, Obama or McCain? Obama. Now, why not McCain?
7: What
3: don't you like about
9: him? Um, he sort of doesn't sound like he has enough. Like he does, he's not he's uneducated because when he had the um they had the both of the president speaking um he didn't sound like he knew what he was talking about too much, whereas Obama
4: had facts and information when he was speaking. Good point. Let me ask you this: Do you support Obama? Obama by the way, is
3: is, confu- is, uh, is uh, the complaint is is that Obama in fact just makes broad representations? Because facts.
7: he's pro-life, or because he says our troops should stay in Iraq and finish the war?
6: Um. I guess both. <laughs> now if Obama
7: wins, do you have any problem with Sarah Palin being
3: his vice president? Um, No. no? Not I think she'll all. do a good job?
6: I think she'll do a good job.
3: Are you glad he elected her to be the VP if he wins? Yep.
0: Thank you very much. Wowie zowie. That's what you're dealing with. People out there that are voting, that those are the people that are voting. They don't have a clue. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, well, we give away. It's, it's unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for accessing their websites, ours is free. So enjoy it on us at freetalklive.com. And also enjoy the live streams that you'll find there at listen.freetalklive.com. broadband stream, dial-up stream and even a webcam, all free, at listen.freetalklive.com. And did you know that over 35% of IT admins admit to snooping through their boss's email? Shouldn't your your business email be secure? Privacyharbor.com is an email alternative that's private and confidential, guaranteed. Privacyharbor.com, because normal email is not secure. No, it's not. You know, uh, Wayne, we were talking during the break. Uh, Mark, you were mentioning to Wayne we had the email last night from the guy that was very upset about how we were making fun of him by uh, using a sort of a, a Hick accent when we were reading his email, which was very anti-immigrant, anti-immigration freedom, or the, the anti-the freedom to travel. And so we were just kind of joking around about that. Uh, but one of the things that that particular email asked us to do he uh, said that, well, he can't think of anything that he's not free to do. And so, of course, we came up with a, a laundry list of things that we're not free to do in this country. But here's another one. Here's another something you are absolutely not free to do in America. You are not allowed to make a fake phallus utilize and utilize it for... Uh, you're not allowed to manufacture a fake phallus intended to be utilized for passing drug tests. Did you know that? Okay. This is brand new news uh, from Post-Gazette, the Post-Gazette, Post-Gazette.com. The owners of the company that makes the Wizinator, a prosthetic penis used to mask illegal drug use, were charged yesterday in federal court. Do they come in different colors? (laughs) I don't know. Probably. (laughs) They Uh, (laughs) They were charged in federal court with conspiracy to defraud the government and are expected to plead guilty. Gerald Willis, the president of Puck Technology, based in Signal Hill, California, and Robert Catalano, the vice president, are charged in a 19-page criminal information of conspiracy for selling two different products that mask illegal substances in a user's urine. The products, the Wizinator and Number One, are sold through the company's websites. As part of the case, the government is moving for forfeiture of all of the company's assets as well as its Internet domain names. And you know that this is a problem with uh, – what,
3: what essentially this is doing is stifling innovation in America. Because if yes. you had done this in, in Sweden or you, you pick your country, it doesn't matter, Borneo, mm-hmm. um, and you put it on the Internet and send it to Americans, they could do nothing. That's true. However, they want to stifle innovation from our – Drug users, I guess. Uh-huh.
0: Well, I don't know. maybe these guys are drug users. Maybe they aren't. They came up with a brilliant product that has allowed people to uh, pass drug tests and get into jobs that they otherwise might not have otherwise uh, been able to get into. Do they
3: come in small, medium, large? <laughs> just
0: thinking the same thing. I don't know. You should go to their website and check it out while they it's still. It's not there anymore. Oh, Is it's it? not. No, well, they took all the. <laughs> well, they are. They are, are to plead guilty. It's this was written on the fifteenth, so yesterday they are to plead guilty. So the case isn't quite done yet. They may actually still have their website online. Uh, but the charges were brought at least in part after undercover law enforcement officers ordered one of each product and had them shipped to the Western District of Pennsylvania. According to the criminal informations, the company and its owners defrauded the government's Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, which is tasked with overseeing federal workplace drug testing programs. How is it that this company defrauded the Substance Abuse Administration? They just sell a product. They're not the ones that are going in there and using the product. It's the clients that are utilizing the product. The company conducted its business very much in public, including testimonials on its websites, including one from a truck driver who said he was able to beat quarterly drug tests by the Department of Transportation using its products. Stanton Levinson, who represents the company, previously said that he didn't think the government could make a drug paraphernalia case against his client. But yesterday, Levinson said he did research that showed his earlier opinion was wrong. He said, we're convinced that the government's theory is correct, and the government yeah. has a case. Obviously, it's serious if somebody is faking drug tests, who's then driving a tractor trailer or a bus or flying an airplane. There's a plea agreement, but Levinson said he couldn't discuss
3: it. This is like uh, going after a gun company for uh, you know, manufacturing pistols and you know, somebody getting shot.
0: Basically, the government is saying here that uh, if these products were only used to defraud companies, then they'd have left them alone but because these products have been utilized to uh to pass government mandated piss tests then that's a problem, and it's a conspiracy, and we're going to take your entire business from you. We're going to take all of your products. We're going to take everything that you own associated with this business, including your web URLs. We're going to steal it all from you because you created a product that people decided that chose, individuals chose to use this product in the way that the government is upset about. But why go after the individuals when you can go after the business owners? You can target, you know, strike. Right at the root is what the government's doing here, and they know that business owners are going to roll over. In fact, it sounds like the lawyer rolled over in this case because he was telling these guys, yeah, you got to Yo, go. We're going we're to be able to ba- bounce these government guys right back. No problem. Just hire me. Bring me on board. And now here's their lawyer saying that, well, I'm sorry, guys. Looks like we're screwed. Can't help you. <laughs> what kind of pressure those things put out? Probably not so. I don't know. You might have to give it a squeeze. I'm you not pre- sure how yeah, that
2: works. I'm sure they had them manufactured in China, so they're probably small.
0: Oh Wayne, you're awful. That's that can't be true. That's not true about uh, Asian people, is it? Yeah, well, I heard. I don't know. You, you've heard, huh? Yeah. Sure, I've heard. you haven't had experiences. <laughs> he lived in California for a while. <laughs> No, this is not. It's not something to be joking about. No, it's this funny is to serious. make fun of fun of California
3: people. It's not this funny is, to make fun of Asian people. No, is what you're this saying. is serious. <laughs> I mean,
0: these guys are losing their business here. I think we should take this seriously uh, because this is awful what they've done here, and they and they're they're picking off all of these various different industries that honestly a lot of people aren't going to come running to their uh, their aid. I mean, we, we we saw stories over the last few years where the government has gone after pornographers. They've gone after these purveyors of what they call extreme pornography. They're just kind of picking people off of the periphery where they know that they can get away with this crap. They know that nobody's going to stand up for uh, Mr. Willis or Mr. Catalano because these guys are supposedly – Penises. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, supposedly, to stand up for that. they're supposedly bad guys. Ian, well, why did you I want to mean, say the word? Well, Mark. I, I didn't
3: know. I was just stuck on which word I was going to use. Yeah.
0: Uh. Well, you guys laugh it up because you're lucky that the government hasn't come after your business. <laughs> or my Look, penis. I think it's awful, too. I, I
3: absolutely do think that uh, the, the man has the right to, to uh, create rubber ding dongs there. And, and, absolutely. Uh,
0: and if somebody's engaging in fraud, it's the individuals who are engaging in fraud, right? It's the truck driver that was engaging in fraud. It's the other people that are engaging in fraud not that i have a problem with it i don't think it's fraudulent because i mean if you're if you're getting a one-up over the government i think you're a hero well in, i think
3: a business should be able to uh, administer a you know a drug policy if that's what they wish to do don't you wouldn't you agree that a business should be able to discriminate against drug users if they wish
0: Sure, and I should be able to, uh, if I really want to work for a business like that, which I don't recommend. If you're a, somebody who uses marijuana or whatever, because if you're actually a hard drug user, you know you're okay. Because hard drugs go right out of your system right quick, so this is really a target against a marijuana users. If business is users. doing it, they're going
3: to do it right, and they're going to catch people unawares and before they have a chance to uh, you know,
0: do anything. Hey, uh, Ian, come with me. They're I don't think a test. lot of businesses are watching you whip it out in front of the toilet. Just saying, if they a business that.
3: is doing it, they're you know they're going to do it properly.
2: I wonder if they had some sort of disclaimer on the packaging if that would have helped their case any. So if they said not for uh, dr- government drug tests, but in private sector, Maybe. okay. Well, they had uh, some
3: kind of forum where a t- truck driver said that he beat it was his. Was a testimonial on the website? testimonial. Right. So. That that's not a good thing. You could, you know, if if you created a rubber uh, ding dong there and said that it uh, was only for, uh, you know, novelty purposes. Yeah, it should have
0: beat around. What you're saying is they should have beat around the bush a little bit more. Basically, sort of like how the the people that sell bongs they can't call them bongs. You have to call it a water pipe. It's a
3: water pipe. Right.
0: Yeah. I guess they should have been a little more cautious in this insane drug war climate that we have in this country. But nonetheless, it's a tragic story and one worth telling.
2: But actually, for long-term drug use tests, the hair is the best tester. That's what and, I hear, yeah. And I had a client up in California that used to administer those tests. And they take a sample of hair from the back of your head near your neck, up up, up above it a little bit. And mm-hmm. they all had short hair. They all had shaved heads at that company.
0: <laughs> the toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever you want. Coming up, more government insanity where a TSA airport screener has gotten caught with his hand in the cookie jar, so to speak. We'll give you those details. Plus, we've got uh, we got Ward on the line in New Jersey. We'll talk to him as well about anything he wants to discuss. 800-259-9231. And, ladies, your calls come first. If you dial in, we'll go to you because that's just the rules on this show. 800-259-9231. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. 259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier. Just head over to amp.freetalklive.com. Get on board with the program and do it this week. Do it within the next 24 hours because if you do it by Friday night show then your money will be doubled. Because we've had one very generous amplifier in New York City. Adam called in earlier this week to say that anybody that amps this week... He is going to match their amp dollar for dollar. Plus, Terry up in Canada said anybody knew that amps for every new amplifier, he'll add a dollar to his amp. So he's not matching dollar for dollar. Terry's not, but Adam is. And either way, both of those guys are throwing down some serious extra cash in order to help encourage you to become an amplifier. So if you've been sitting on the fence about sending us just three bucks a month to help get free talk live on more radio stations, get more Internet listeners on board with the show, and get access to perks like the Amp Only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more, Your money is doubled this week if you get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com.
3: Right. The purpose of the AMP program is to uh, promote liberty. It is, uh, in some cases in in the past, we have had people that, uh, you know, like the idea of uh, amping so that they can tell us what to do, you know, what to talk about, what not to talk about, Mm. how to live our lives. No, I don't take the Amp dollars home. Every one of them gets spent uh, for the purpose of, well, spreading the message of liberty, getting on more stations, that kind of thing. That's what the Amp program is for.
0: Some people might like uh, Free Talk Live to have a message of liberty that is more attuned to their particular version of it. Wouldn't it be nice? Um In which case, I'm sorry, but, you know, we're pretty good. I mean, I think we're pretty good here. I'm the kind of the free marketeer, voluntarist. Mark, you're kind of the small government guy. So between the two of us, and then we've got our our other wonderful co-hosts that come in, and they have different viewpoints as well. Between all of us, I think we cover a fairly decent gamut of the pro-liberty spectrum, but it's not enough to satisfy everyone, and that's fine. I understand that. In which case, I welcome you to find a better um, pro-Liberty program out there and put your money behind them. Save I your money, invest
3: in equipment, and start one.
0: Yeah, that's true. There are some other shows out there. I mean Free Minds TV, we like them, and Gardner Goldsmith, that you can send money over to those guys, and I'll feel good about that.
3: Advance Liberty at the local or national level through a summer internship at the Koch Summer Fellowship Program. The program places libertarian and free market students and recent graduates at organizations in Washington, D.C., and at state-based think tanks across the country. All positions are paid and include a housing and travel allowance as well as multiple career workshops throughout the summer. Visit libertarianinternships.com for more information. It includes uh, the stipend, like I, uh, like I said, career workshops, and uh, housing and travel costs.
0: All right, 800-259-9231. Just enough time for your call. We go to Ward in New Jersey. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ward. Hey, guys. How's it hanging? John great. Ward, what's on your mind tonight? I think you've eaten my chili once or twice at Pork Fest. You know, I don't think I did get any, uh, did, I don't think I got any of that when I was here last year. I know I did, and I enjoyed it, Ward. Thank I've heard. You. I've heard good things about it, Ward. What's on your mind tonight, sir?
1: Oh, basically, there was that guy talking about uh, bureaucratic pensions a while back.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: hour or two back. Mm-hmm. And basically, I'm sorry, but those bureaucrats have been stealing from me for all of my life. And I'm sorry, let them starve. <laughs> I, understand, jobs. I, I understand the thing. I'm just. Real jobs.
0: Yeah, I know where you're you know, coming from, Ward. A I'm lot just, of them have actual, you know, saleable
4: skills, you know, accounting and shit like that. Oh, we know, can't yeah, let you get over shoot. that. Thank you for Oops. the call. Appreciate <laughs> it.
0: I uh, can't let that. Ha-
6: <laughs> but, uh,
0: yeah, I see where he's coming from, and I, I, I can empathize with where Ward is coming from on that. It's easy to feel that way about these people, but, you know, the reality is. The bureaucrats, and you know, this is one of the critiques. Actually, in a recent email we got from an amplifier who was bailing out, uh, one of the critiques: Look, these bureaucrats. I I don't feel bad about what they've done. I I don't. I'm not trying to be harsh towards these people. I understand that he most was saying of these that
3: you consider everyone
0: who works in the evil. government evil. No, I don't think that. I don't think they're evil. I think. I most think you of the characterize
3: people, it sometimes
0: a little too. Uh, I think extreme, some of them are. I but, think some of the. I think the politicians sitting,
3: are. That's what I'm sitting here for. Whenever you get out of line,
0: I yank the I yank the lead and pull I don't the choke think, collar on you. I don't think the ladies down at the city hall collecting money for the you know for the tags or for the water bills. I don't think those people are evil. I don't think the, I
3: think they can get that way if you uh, don't <laughs> if
0: you don't kiss their butt properly. I, but generally, Mark, I don't believe yes. that that to be the case about these bureaucrats. I don't think that the the lady that's driving the kids to school on the school bus is evil. I don't think though the kids might disagree. I I don't think that the teachers are. evil. One that was. I don't think that most bureaucrats are are bad people. I think they're people that for the most part wanted to get a job. You know, they heard that the jobs were real great, they heard the benefits were sweet, you know, sweet government bennies. That's what they've been told and they're right. The benefits are pretty good when you're working for the government. So these are yeah. just people that wanted to, they wanted easy street. I don't blame them for that. I went into radio for the same reason. I didn't want to go out and work hard for my living. I wanted to push buttons and get paid for it. So, I mean, I can empathize with them wanting easy street. I can understand that. So I don't blame them at all for accepting stolen money. They don't know it's stolen money. They don't believe that. They don't they don't even think about that. To them it's just yeah. a paycheck. To them it's just a job. Now the people at the higher levels, I believe that they have complicity. I believe they know exactly what it is that they're doing. I believe the people that are running cities, I believe that the uh, the people that are running various different government bureaucracies, are absolutely these administrators that are moving big big money around. These people know exactly where their bread is buttered and they know what the system is all about. So I do believe there are evil people in government, no doubt about it. I mean after all, if you have a position of power, inevitably it's going to attract those who want to wield power over others. And the people that want to wield power over others are for the most part people with Bad intentions. Now you're going to say, well, there's some of those people that have good intentions, and in their mind it might be good. You know, they might tell themselves right. that stopping drugs is a good thing. But Hitler thought getting rid of
3: the Jews right. was a good idea, and but he was road, a bad man. I'm the sorry. road to hell is paved with good intentions, yeah. and you know, I, I'm I, I'm sorry that that in in some cases, uh, you know, enforcing your will on others, excuse me, enforcing your will on others is evil.
0: Exactly. Whether you realize it's evil or not, when you're doing it, that's not the issue. When you're aggressing against your neighbors, if they haven't harmed somebody first, and I guess that's the definition of aggression, you can't aggress in response. So if you're aggressing against your neighbors, then that's an evil act. Whether you feel good in your heart or not, that's your issue. But from my outside perspective, you're doing wrong, and you deserve to be called onto the carpet for it. But most bureaucrats, they're just folks wanting a job. That's all. And that's why I say that we need to approach what Ward was talking about with compassion. We need to approach severing these governmental ties, withdrawing our consent from the system, stopping paying taxes, stopping obeying. We need to approach it with compassion, which is why whenever I uh, talk to... Government bureaucrats, whenever they're – like they've been bringing this issue to me with this couch situation in my neighbor's yard. They've got a couch out in the yard, and they're trying to uh, find me and drag me into court over this issue. Whenever I write a letter to one of the government bureaucrats about this or whenever I talk to one of the government bureaucrats, I start by apologizing. Look, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry you have to deal with this. If you saw the video of the couch enforcer, if you go to freekeen.com and watch the video, the, what's the first thing I said when I stepped out of that door?
3: Y- you Look, I'm sorry you have to deal with this. They, they don't seem to care much. They just want you to do what they want you to I do. I
0: understand that, Mark, but I'm just trying to say that I yeah. am trying to approach this from a position of being compassionate about these poor people who've been duped into working for a system where their paychecks are funded by threats of violence and coercion. So I'm sorry you have to deal with me standing here holding a video camera. You're doing your job as code enforcer or as city clerk or as whatever... And I'm doing my job as liberty activist who's sick and tired of this crap and who's willing to stand up and put it on the line and take these risks and pull out a video camera or pull out an audio recorder and do what I need to do to expose the violence inherent in the system. See, I'm just doing my job, too. And I like that viewpoint. I like that viewpoint that, hey, I'm sorry you have to deal with this. But then again, you did choose this job and now you've come up against me and I'm doing my job that I chose to do. So if you don't want to deal with this stuff anymore, stop doing what you're doing. It's like I suggested in uh, the letter to the judge, which I actually haven't read here on the air yet, but uh, and I haven't sent it to him yet because I'm still revising it. But I, the the letter to the judge that I wrote, you know, hey, you you're probably a nice guy. You're probably a really great man when it comes to your family. I'm presuming, for all I know, he abuses his kids. I don't know, but you, it's fair to presume they're nice. It's fair to treat them that way. You're probably a nice guy, but what you're doing here, in your position, is wrong. Please stop. Hearing cases that don't involve a victim. If you stop hearing cases that don't involve a victim, you'll be a hero. You'll never see another activist in your courtroom ever again. You'll be fired. People will maybe. People will be singing your praises from the rooftops as a
3: courageous.
0: As a courageous, uh, the the most courageous judge in American history. Your kids, the next year of college, out the window. Well, you know, promotions. I think that something would be, I think it would be really interesting if a government judge decided to stop hearing cases that don't involve a victim and and actually have activists back him up and support him in that way. It would be a very interesting situation. So I want to encourage these people to do the right thing, but you're not going to encourage them to do the right thing by coming down on them too hard. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com.
4: This November, support the real libertarian. Support George Phillies for president. George wants Uncle Sam out of your wallet bedroom, and gun locker. This November, send Henry Paulson and those congressional bailout crooks a message. Vote Libertarian. In New Hampshire, vote Phillies for President. Donate at choosegeorge.org. That's choosegeorge.org.
11: Paid for by Phillies 2008. This is George Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved
9: of this message.